Dionisio at the plate. He's over to today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's oh, it's raining now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the show where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. I'm Jeremy Dionisio. And I'm Jack Swakowski. And we are coming back uh, to you from the June 29th, 2022 Cincinnati Reds versus Chicago Cubs game at Wrigley Field. Uh, This is episode number 168. And before we get into the game, let's talk about our 168 guy. Jack, who do you got? Uh, yeah, Jeremy, this is a guy we've definitely talked about on this podcast before. We don't need to dwell on him too long, but I picked Jose Hernandez. Uh, he hit 168 home runs in his career. <laughs> um, it, you know, uh, the thing that surprised me about Jose Hernandez looking at him, you know, we, I've often told the story about how I think it was Davey Lopes, Davey Lopes or Jerry Royster, who benched him uh, because he was going to set the all-time record for strikeouts. Uh, and it, you know, it, it was the Brewers were, were shit that year, but they were playing a team that was that was in the race, and other teams had a problem with that because Hernandez was one of their better players. Um, so yeah, that that's been you know hashed and rehashed on this podcast. But uh, something that surprised me about Jose Hernandez is that he played for nine teams in his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I only could have told you that he played on the Cubs and the Brewers. I do like that the Cubs. He started his career well. He started his career with the the Rangers. He then went to the uh, Indians. But then he played a bunch of years with the Cubs. I like that the Cubs just had to acquire him for some reason in 2003. That's another fun. Do you remember that when they got him back? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so uh, 168 home runs uh, is a lot for a guy like that. But maybe it's not so many considering that he, he was one of those guys, and I would kind of liken a guy like Orlando Arcia for the Brewers many years later. Uh, he was one of those guys who would just try to hit home runs every single at bat, even though he was not a, he should not have been trying to do that. Yeah, definitely. No, I think I think in the times we've talked about him in the past, I feel like he was like one of the first. I, I probably said that he, he was one of the first guys that I could like consciously that I was conscious of, like you know, who would strike out like two hundred times a year, or like would approach that, would was like approaching that number like every year. Um, and then like you know, it seems like the the rest of the league kind of like became what what he was. Uh, you know, maybe like ten years later, but. Um, but yeah, that's, that was the first time I was like conscious of just a guy who just struck out like all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, yeah. And, and kind of, uh, kind of same too. Um, uh, yeah. One other thing about him, I believe Jose Hernandez is the current bench coach on Brandon Hyde's, uh, Baltimore Orioles staff. So we, we probably were just in the same ballpark as him a couple of days ago. Uh, yeah, yeah. How about that? Um, you know, who knows? Maybe that, maybe that guy who yelled, let's go Brandon, uh, for Brandon Hyde is, is also a Jose Hernandez fan. You know, you, you, you can never know. <laughs> yeah. That's probably what it is. I would, I would, I would hope. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, and I think the other thing about Jose Hernandez, I think I said before was that I cannot believe that they were able to trade him again after they acquired him in 2003. He was, um, part of that, um, <clears throat> Uh, he was either part of the Aramis Ramirez deal or the Randall Simon deal. Uh, yeah, he, it was it was the Aramis Ramirez deal. Yeah. I think I was looking. Yeah, yeah that is just uh, insane that that he was part of that deal. They the they Cubs uh, added um, uh, Bobby Hill, who was like a second base prospect at the time, um, who probably was like it was already agreed upon. But it's like Jose Hernandez is the only other like kind of like notable name in that thing. So it's like. You can almost say that he headlined the draft or the the trade, which is just just insane that they got Aramis Ramirez for him. 
You know, I was going to say, uh, you, you mentioned Bobby Hill. I, I was like, oh, is that the catcher? But that's Koye Hill, right? Yeah, Koye Hill, yeah. Koye Hill, okay, yeah, that, that, there's a blast from the past. Um, um, yeah, maybe a, a rain delay player of the day coming up. Um, <laughs> I haven't put him in yet, but I probably will. Uh, okay, Jeremy, who's your 168 guy? Um, Jack, my 168 guy is uh, Dave Stewart, the uh, former, oh. former pitcher for the Oakland A's, uh, Blue Jays and Dodgers, amongst other teams. Yeah, and also former or current GM for the Diamondbacks? Uh, former, former. Okay. Um, so, yeah, yeah I was going to say, uh, first of all, I'm going to open up this Diet Pepsi on, on mic. There's no way to hide the sound, so I'm just going to – there we go. <laughs> uh, listen listen to that. It's so refreshing. <laughs> A little ASMR for, for you people. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, so um, Dave Stewart, like, was um, – a good and feared pitcher um, in his time uh, with um, started off with the uh, Dodgers uh, played with the the Rangers the Phillies and then went to Oakland probably for his like, like the extended successful run of his career from 86 to 92 so he was on that um, uh, 89 World Series team he also made the all-star team that year um, never won a Cy Young but finished uh, in consecutive years third fourth second and third so he got very close to it, uh, but never fully, um, you know, could, never could win it. Um, but uh, he led the league or tied in the league lead with starts uh, for four years in a row during that span. Led the league uh, twice uh, with complete games um, and shutouts in 1990. Uh, just eight tons of innings. Uh, he pitched 275 and two-thirds innings in 1988 for the, for the A's. Pretty remarkable. Um and yeah, I was just a feared guy. Also won 20 games uh, four, in, four years in a row. Um, just a feared guy, was you know, part of that World Series team. Uh, his nickname was Smoke, um, which I hope was about his fastball. <laughs> um, and um, he, also, he's one of those guys, he, he's on the all-high voice uh, team, I would okay. say, too. Because he's like one of those guys who's like kind of kind of intimidating looking, but he kind of has like a non-intimidating voice when you actually hear him speak. Um and then after he was uh, retired, he became he was a he was a uh, an agent for a while, um, and then he got hired uh, to be the GM of the Diamondbacks. It says here um, he transferred his management company to former A's teammate Dave Henderson and his wife Lonnie Murray when he took the Diamondbacks job. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, and then it says here that his you know so I think he was kind of known. If you ask a D-backs fan, they probably dislike. Dave Stewart, because I think he was known as a bad GM. Um, mm-hmm. He he notably signed Zach Greinke um, to a $206.5 million contract, six-year contract, um, which I don't think turned out very well for the D-backs. Um, no. And then he made uh, he made a trade. Uh, let's see. It's at five days later. He traded uh, for Shelby Miller, um, and he traded away Dansby Swanson and Ender Enciarte, um, which uh, – at the time was weird because Swanson had just gotten drafted, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, that t- trade turned out to not be, I think as, as bad for the D backs as they feared, but Shelby Miller was a complete bust for the D backs and Dansby Swanson is a, you know, everyday starting shortstop, but he's kind of, he, he's probably like a low second tier, high third tier shortstop, I would say in the major leagues. Yeah, I agree. I, I think the only reason that trade isn't looked at as a total disaster is because Dansby Swanson has been kind of lackluster so far. Yeah. Um, this year he's he's having a good year. I'm just looking at his numbers because I haven't I haven't 
watched like one inning of a Braves game this mm-hmm. year, but he, he's hitting 295 with 13 homers and 43 RBIs. So that's, you know, that's pretty good. He's playing every day. He's played in 76 yeah. games. So yeah, maybe feel, he's starting to figure it out. I feel like if he wasn't so highly touted, he probably would be considered a good player, but he just hasn't lived up. I mean, what was he? He wasn't first overall, was he? Yeah, I think he was 1-1. Okay. Yeah, in 2015. So it's like, you know, that's that's heavy uh, stuff to live up to. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, in the grand scheme of things, he's been a dependable shortstop, which maybe that's all you can ask for, really. But, um, but yeah, so anyway, that, but Dave Stewart was one who traded under him, traded him. <laughs> so, uh, and then, um, he was fired uh, along with man- the manager, uh, Chip Hale at the time, mm-hmm. uh, by the D backs, uh, after two bad years. Um, uh, so, so yeah, that's Dave Stewart. Um, nice. I like it. The other thing, um, Jack, real quick, uh, did you ever see the video of um, the 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 like beat writer getting thrown out of the A's locker room by Tony Larusa? No. Yeah, this is going to be a good video. Like, well, maybe we'll talk about this on the next episode because I'm sure you're going to want to mention it after we after we after you see it. But sure. um, this this old guy uh, beat writer, uh, I think it was actually a national writer, um, asked Tony Larusa a question, and then Larusa like blew up at him. And he got kicked. He kicked him out of the uh, the the locker room. But then, like all the players got involved and were yelling at him. And they're like, "Get the fuck out of here!" And like Dave Stewart is like the guy, the head, like the guy in front of the group. And he's like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Like I never want to fucking see you in here again. <laughs> and, it's really, yeah. and this guy's like an old, like kind of like, uh, like kind of just like uh, diminutive guy or whatever. And um, and by all like accounts, like a really nice guy. And um. They like fucking went crazy on him, and uh, Dave Stewart is like the fr- like the, right in the front of the pack, kicking him out. Wow, that that's awesome. Um, yeah. yeah, and, and for, to- for Tony Larusa too. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, just the more things change, the more they stay the same, I guess. Yeah, exactly. That's probably when he like was empowered to to have like this self righteous baseball, you know, judgment, I guess. So <laughs> uh, I'm sure he probably had that years before that, but that was that was probably a fence post in his uh, in his you know his origin story. No, for sure. Yeah. Um, well, Jeremy, uh, this this was one hell of a Cubs game. Should we get to it? Yeah, let's let's do it, Jack. Uh, Cubs okay. and Reds at Wrigley Field. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think the overall sentiment of the game is that uh, what we said at probably about three quarters of the way into the game, or maybe halfway through, we said that this was probably one of the dumbest crowds we've ever dealt with at a Cubs game. Yeah, it was it was a very White Sox crowd, which is great for <laughs> for material. It, but it, it it truly was. I yeah. and I think right from the jump something was off because uh, the tickets for this game were about fourteen dollars um, uh, a piece for us, which is way more than we would normally pay for a, a Reds versus Cubs game on a weeknight, especially yeah. especially when the Cubs are like this. Yes. Uh, and it's it was also curious because for all the other weeknight games we've been to, we've been able to get in for for under ten bucks. Yeah. Um, so I I think so. It was Pride Night. At Wrigley Field, um, uh, but I think that like the main thing is that it's just it's it's peak summer. It's the fourth of Fourth of July week. Fourth um, uh, of July is on Monday. Uh, I looked at tickets for tonight's game just out of curiosity. The, the cheapest ticket was fifteen dollars. Yeah. The Red Sox ser- Red Sox series over the weekend. The cheapest ticket for Friday's game was forty dollars. So it's just it's yeah. just kind of a bad time to go to a game right now. Um, it's just like everybody wants to go, even though there were only 28,000 people there. So yeah, there was just, there was something you could tell there was going to be something different about tonight uh, right off the bat. And also just as a side note, I feel like they didn't really advertise that it was pride night. I don't know. No. I, I feel like I didn't see anything. It's, it wasn't on the website. Um, but like, I do think that they did like special tickets because there were people who had like rainbow Cubs hats or whatever. And um, 
yeah, and like obviously Laura Ricketts sang out, uh, saying "Take me out to the ball game," but I don't know. We weren't, <laughs> we were, we weren't in the loop on it. No, and it, it certainly wasn't like White Sox Pride Night either. No, um, uh, you know, may, maybe for better or for worse. But uh, they did give away a shirt. Um, it, we don't usually go on the Cubs giveaways. It doesn't seem like the Cubs do that many giveaways. Uh, but we certainly usually don't go. When they have one, I didn't know they were going to have a giveaway. Jeremy, what does that shirt say again? Uh, I yeah, I don't one. have it in front of me, but it's yeah. um, it says like in the middle, the or it says the middle of the friendly confines, and then it has yeah. a little like pin, like on a on a GPS, like on a map or something. Yeah, um, and it's it's like advertising that you know the state of Illinois tourism, uh, you know, department or whatever. That, or at least that's, that's what it seems like. I think that's is that right. It, yeah, I think that's what it yeah. is. It says like, it's like the slogan is like Illinois in the middle of fun or something i don't know what it is but yeah i think it was like um it was uh advertised or it was like promoted by them the the shirt kind of has like an obvious shirts feel to it Uh like with just it's just text with that little like pin drop um and then on the sleeve it actually has like a cubs logo but like it just um it's it's just a totally underwhelming and and quite frankly lame t-shirt um i so i got one um and uh, they only had X- XLs, so I will say the White Sox, I guess, have not, have one up on them for that. They they <laughs> give you a choice of medium or XL. This was only XL, and like I, it's it's kind of crazy. Like I, I held it up to show my wife this morning, and uh, it's gigantic. I didn't even hold it up yesterday, but it's really gigantic. And then I put it I put it on, and uh, it's huge. Like I'm swimming in it, so I couldn't even wear it to like the gym or something. Um, but, uh, it is, I will say that it's kind of soft. I thought it might've been like, kind of like, like, uh, like, uh, rough or whatever, but it, it is soft. So I, I don't know. I don't know what I'll end up using it for, but, uh, you know, I'll, if it's free, I'll take three. Uh, but, yeah. uh, but you know, um, it, it was definitely underwhelming. Sure. Um, yeah. When, when I went in, uh, they, they had shirts left, but I, I, I went in through the front, uh, gates which i i rarely do just because i was coming from the red line and that was the closest uh uh, closest entrance um so i went in and the uh like the aisle i went in like the the last box ran out like you know a couple people before i i went through um so i looked to my left and my right and there were boxes of these shirts uh on both sides um and so i i saw like a guy and his kid who had just come in after me in the same line I'd gone in, like go over to the left and like get a shirt. And the, the person who was working, like gave them one. Um, and I like, I went to like, go do it. And then I like, I stepped forward again and I was like, you know, to, to go away and I stepped forward, go away. And I did that a couple times. And then, you know, I was just kind of stuck in this limbo. And finally <laughs> I went, ah, I don't fucking want a cub shirt. And then I just, <laughs> I just walked up, uh, walked up to the seat. And I tried to think, I was like, under what circumstances would I wear a cub shirt? Cause a lot of the times too, uh, I'll wear those like you know giveaway shirts to the the gym. I mean ha- half the shirts I wear to the gym are, I got at White Sox games. So, <laughs> right. so they're good. They're good shirts because uh, when you get them free at a baseball game, you don't care if you sweat in them. You can do you can do yard work in them or just or what, whatever you want to do. They're great crap shirts. Um, but I was like I would never I wouldn't want to go to the gym and have somebody think that I'm a Cubs fan. I know that's <laughs> I know that's petty, but it's just like I just I I can't do it. I mean no offense, Jeremy, but like I just I can't. Uh, I just don't think I can do it. I can't walk around Chicago doing that. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, I was just like, I'm never gonna fucking wear this. And maybe I'm glad. Maybe I'm glad I made that decision too. Because if they only had X XXL, you know, where, where I was as well, because it seemed like they were running out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it would have just been a, a total a total waste. You you could have fit you and like you know uh, and and like two of you into one of those shirts. <laughs> it, it's gigantic. Um, 
it's big it's big on me um and uh, and i'm bigger than you so like it's uh it's it, yeah it, it would have been pretty useless probably um i wonder if there's any resale value online it, it might mm -hmm. that one might be worth just trying to get like 10 bucks for on ebay or yeah. something Sure. Um, what, so Jack, while you were doing that, I, I was at the game, I got, uh, to the game a little earlier. I wasn't sure if I would be like kind of held up, but I actually was able to, to get free and get over there. Uh, so whenever I get there early, I like to obviously go out up and watch uh, a little BP. Um, and so the Reds were taking BP. Um, I, I entered through the left field corner. So I just kind of went into the left field, uh, like up the, up the like the stands into the corner and um when when they're doing bp like pitchers are shagging balls and stuff like that um so art warren was uh the relief pitcher for the reds was out there shagging balls and so you know then people like one person like finds out his name i i, I guarantee you that only one person there knew who that was and he said it and then everyone else would be like hey art art can you throw mm. me a ball hey art and there was this okay, so so that so that was happening. The the whole like wall is lined up with like kids and and adults uh, trying to get a ball or whatever. Um, there was one group of, of people by me, um, and I feel like they were standing in the aisle. And they almost felt like they they were either completely oblivious or it almost kind of got. They had the vibe like they were like kind of blocking the aisle so no one could go past them for some reason. Like I assume that those were their seats and they like didn't want anyone else in their section and they were blocking it. Um, so I kind of like went, I walk, kind of walked over another aisle and then kind of like went, um, or actually I went in the, I went in the row behind them and they were just super annoying and they were just like, I don't know, they were like in their like, you know, forties, fifties, whatever. And they were just like, Oh, oh, look at that. And like, I think there was some, like just at BP, like just like looking at the players or whatever. And I think actually like there was like, they had like a, maybe like a teenage or like early twenties, uh, like like boy with them and like maybe his like younger sister and um so the kid was like the guy the kid the boy was like on the wall um you know obviously like trying to get a ball or whatever um and this guy the the guy next to me who was yeah he was probably like in his like late 40s early 50s he it sounded like he had a minnesota accent but he was he was a cubs fan and he just kept yelling to this kid he's like hey tell him you drafted him on your fantasy team <laughs> Tell him you drafted him on your fantasy team, and uh, that's not that's not a very great Minnesota voice. But this, I'm I'm trying to emphasize the dumb. Um, but he was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell him, tell him he's on your fantasy team, and like, and the kid like kept like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, no, no, tell him, tell him he's on your fantasy. <laughs> he like repeated it fucking like seven times, as if he's like the first guy to ever think like, oh, that's my angle is to like to like say say he's on my fantasy team, and it was just like so fucking annoying and just completely oblivious and like, just like, just, just tone deaf. And it was super annoying. Um, the kid ended up not getting a ball. So rightfully so. Um, yeah. and I hung around for a little bit and then, um, I think Joel Cunel, I think that's his, that's his name sure. was, uh, was out there, uh, too. But, um, yeah, it was just, uh, you know, it was a fruitless adventure, but, uh, you know, I don't know. It's, it's cool to watch BP. It's a little scary. Like, when someone like cranks a ball like towards you because they just come out so like hard uh and fast and so like uh it's a little a little crazy there at one point like um someone hit a homer and it like it hit off what's that sign uh the white letters i forgot what it says now horizon i think 
Mm, uh, I don't the, know. In the left field bleachers. Someone hit it over some people sitting there not paying attention, and it hit that sign. And then that same guy, the fantasy team guy, was like, oh, my God. Like, it hit the sign. And, like, those people weren't even looking. And, like, just completely, like, uh, you know, like, id, like, just, like, having, like, just saying all of his <laughs> thoughts, like, out loud. It's like, dude, like, you're annoying. I know that I'm in your zone, but I still hate you. Um, and so, um, yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, so I got out of there and then, um, I headed up to the seats. Jack showed up shortly after and, uh, pretty much the, the game started, I think shortly thereafter. Yeah, it did. Um, yeah, we, we were excited to see this game, even though it was the Reds, it was Hunter Green pitching. So that, yeah. that was pretty cool. Um, we were, uh, we were in right field again, uh, a little bit high up, but the seats, the seats weren't too bad. Um, uh, about, about second or third inning, you know, there, there were actually quite a few people around us. Um, yeah. it was, uh, it, it, it was only 28,000 announced crowd, but it did, it did feel pretty crowded. Uh, maybe about the third inning, along about the third inning, uh, uh, these two guys, I come up there, you know, they're maybe about 50, 50 years old or so. There was no one really sitting next to Jeremy and I, and we're right. at the end of the aisle. I, I'm at the very end, and Jeremy's to my left, uh, and we have a buffer seat between us. So, uh, you know, these guys are like, hey, hey, like, you know, uh, we're, we're going to come through, at least for a couple minutes. And then, you know, we were just like, all right, whatever. And so, you know, we, we stand up so they can, they can get through the aisle. Um, and then maybe two batters later, maybe, yeah. they, they come right back through and the guy laughs and he goes, "Told you'd be a couple minutes." Yeah. There, there was no explaining that one. No, no, not at all. And like, I we should describe what these guys look like too. They look like yeah. fucking gearheads. Like they look like <laughs> motorcycle guys, but yeah. like, but like phony motorcycle guys. Like the first guy, like I feel like he had like maybe like a backwards hat and like sunglasses and like a mustache or something. And then the guy behind him was wearing like some sort of like fitness shirt. But like I could tell, he was like not in shape. <laughs> and, no, uh, and he, he was he was bald, and he had sunglasses on, and like a he had like a goatee or a beard. Okay, yeah, the second guy. Yeah, the second guy. Yeah, yeah. I could just tell like through his sh- through his shirt, like he was not in shape. And like <laughs> part of me was like, I don't. It's like they seem kind of like like if if I saw those guys on the White Sox uh, at the White Sox stadium, I would you know I would again like you know count down till one of them yelled, "Let's go, Brandon!" Basically. Oh um, yeah, sure. So you see those guys, and you want to. It's like, I mean, you, in your mind, you think, like, they're probably scumbags. But, like, I think, like, just, like, the, like, uh, the outward part of you wants to just maybe try to be friendly with them. So, like, you know, everyone's cool and everyone's happy. And, like, when they came by and they are like, Haha, yeah, we're going to come through at least for a couple of minutes. And I was like, Haha, yeah, good one. And I was, like, at that point, the sun was, like, setting. And it was real. it was right in our eyes. And I was actually going to say to the guys, like, hey, you, yeah, you might want to think about it because the sun's brutal right now. And then, like... Then they, yeah, and then they came back literally like two minutes later, and I was like, yeah, like why, why even try to be nice to people? Like that's what happens. Like, like it's like I mean, I, 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 I was like, I didn't say any of that stuff. I was kind of just like, yep, 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 like that. But like in my mind, I felt like a sucker for even thinking of being nice to them because it's like they were they were idiots, and it's like, yeah, like what what does it pay to like be cordial to someone when they're just going to prove themselves to be an idiot anyway? So I don't know. It was like a bigger, like existential thing, uh, just with these two morons. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. And luckily they, they did leave and then they fucking were gone forever. They probably went and, and tried to sit back in like the first row behind the catcher, like behind home plate or something. Like they, they were kind of like the two guys who were sitting in the queen seats in naked gun. <laughs> like they were like the real life, uh, iteration of those guys. And it was just like, I'm sure they probably went to like, 
as close as possible and probably got kicked. Like said, like, hey, you can't go up there. And then they like went and sat like as close as they could without getting kicked out. That's the vibe that the, these idiots had. I, yeah, I, I almost want to say I don't think they ever sat back down. I, I have sure. well, like what what the fuck. Um, you know, it, they, like when I, when I say they sat down for two or three minutes, you know, that that's without exaggeration. Yeah. And the only, the only reason I wasn't more annoyed by it was because I was sure that they wouldn't be back. Yeah. Um, right. Like, and why, why come sit in the seats by us when you have to like go up and over if you're just going to, cause we, we were like halfway up the, the second part of the upper deck. Yeah. We why come all the way up there? Five. There's plenty. Row five of, of nine. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's there's plenty uh, there's plenty of other seats that are unobstructed that you could just sit in for two minutes. Yeah, better seats. Um, yeah, yeah, better seats. And there's they weren't sitting down long enough to ever get kicked out of anywhere. And even if they did get kicked out, they were just gonna leave anyway. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's just uh it, it's just baffling. Like you you would think that two grown men who were like fifty years old would be able to read a room, but uh yeah, I, I guess not. Boggles the mind, as they say. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, they, they were gone. Um, so that was fine. Uh, I guess like after these guys were had come and gone, um, there were uh, two girls who came in and sat right in front of us. Um, and there was at like aside from them, there was like a group of like four people um, to my left. Um, and they were kind of like they were kind of in our in our sight line. Um, but it was a group of four people. It was like um, two older women, um, maybe like an older, like a like kind of like I don't know, forties, forties, fifties. One like older, older woman, and then like a guy. Uh, so they were sitting to our left. Uh, but then in front of us, um, uh, these two girls came and sat down, like in their twenties or whatever. And um, I had like my soda on uh, in the cup holder in front of me, which is like my rightful place, you know, that's like my zone. Um, and this fucking girl comes and sits down in front of me and she has like this like long blonde hair and her fucking hair. Like I, I, I've tried to talk about this, like with my wife a little bit who has like long hair. Um, and it's like, I just don't understand how people can just like let their hair go wherever it goes. And so this girl sat down and like her fucking hair, like luckily I was done with my soda, but her hair fucking like goes directly onto my soda and onto my straw and it's like that's like what a just it's like she might as well have just like put her foot in my soda like it's like if if there if it was i would have had to go get a new straw if if i wasn't actually done with it and it's just like there's no regard for where your hair is going super annoying um then i did i i so then i moved my soda and then the woman in the group to my left, she put her arm over the chair and she fucking like crushed the top of my soda with her <laughs> fucking elbow. And I'm like, what the fuck? A guy can't fucking put a soda down in in a, in one of the cup holders that's designated for me without someone fucking uh, molesting it, either with their hair or with their fucking arm. So it was super annoying. Um, it wouldn't be the only annoying thing that these two uh, girls in front well, of us did, though. It, Jeremy, the uh, it was either that girl or the girl next to her. Uh, her hair was like like hitting my water bottle because I, I had yeah. my water bottle in that cup holder too and like the hair like I was like worried that I was gonna grab the water bottle for a drink of water and I would just get like a couple strands of her hair and then she'd be like ow and turn around well just like um, the the Hanson brothers from uh you know back in 2019 <laughs> right 
Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So I uh, check that, that out. That's that why was I, the uh, Mariners uh, Mariners Cubs episode in late 2019. If you want to go back. Hell yeah, that. yeah. Please, please do that. Actually, those uh, uh, big big K from a couple weeks ago at the Wrigley Field. Uh, uh, his um, you know, him and his brother reminded me of the Hanson brothers, <laughs> like a little bit. Nice. Uh, a, a more sinister uh, type. But uh, anyway, um, uh, yeah, so, so I was worried that I would grab my water bottle and get some of this girl's hair. So that, that's why I had my water bottle, like, uh, just off to the side of me. Um, yeah. So, yeah, th- these, these, these girls were just wreaking havoc with their hair. Um, they also just didn't stop taking Instagram pictures throughout the whole game. Yeah, it was um, like, so the girl, they, they each had, like, a drink with them. And uh, the girl had, like, it was like a Bud Light seltzer. Um, and so the girl with the hair was like, so she would like pose and like take a sip of it. And like the other girl was like taking pictures of her, but they were sitting right next to each other. So like this was like a super close up picture. And like I assume that the girl just kept fucking up the picture and like it was kept being out of focus or whatever. Um, but uh, she seriously like tried like three different times to take this picture and like like kept like scrapping and redoing it. And I'm like, I was thinking like this is like the fucking Stanley Kubrick of like of like Instagram, <laughs> like she like just like you know doing like a hundred takes or whatever. Um, uh, I think I think that there was maybe some method to Kubrick doing that, and it wasn't just from like user error. It's like he sure. didn't he didn't keep fucking up the camera, like that, and that's why he had to keep taking the doing multiple takes. Um, but uh, he but, yeah he was just fucking with Scatman Carruthers. Yeah yeah, and he was trying to torture Shelley Duvall probably. But right. Um, but yeah, so like uh, so yeah, but it was just like it was it was ridiculous it's like not only are you gonna do that but like you're gonna take like fucking like 10 pictures um super annoying um but uh but yeah that happened and it didn't really stop the girl also the the girl with the hair she did this thing which i've seen i see people do sometimes and like i honestly think it's like psycho behavior um but she like she'll like have her phone in her hand and she'll just like keep the camera on so like she's holding her phone with the camera on so like the screen is on. It's constantly kind of like, you know, trying to focus on something. And, like, it looks sure. like it's ready to take a picture. And she just is sitting there with it in her hand with the camera on. And I'm like, that is, like, just fucking, like, draining your battery. And, like, I see people who do it sometimes. And I'm like, you're nuts. You're fucking psycho. Like, what are you doing? Like, unless you have a charger in your pocket. Um, or, uh, why, why are you sitting there with your camera on? Like, are you, like, anticipating, like, like you know, like a fucking, like, uh, American Eagle, like, like perching in front of you and like, like, Oh, there it is. And then like get a shot. Like, it's like, you don't need your camera ready. And like, also they make the, the operating system on, on phones is so that like the camera icon is right there. So you can just click it from your like lock screen. So it's like, there's no reason to leave your fucking photo, your camera on, but it's unless you're a fucking psycho. Um, so, so yeah, that, that really drives me nuts. Um, sure. and then finally, um, maybe not finally, but, uh, one of the last notes we, we have on them is they did take a picture like they put their shoes up on the row on the seats in the row in front of them and they like put their feet together and they like took a picture of their shoes uh, on on the seats, which like wouldn't be the last time someone disrespected uh, <laughs> Wrigley Field uh, that <laughs> night. But it was just like, you know, whatever. It's like, wow, what a what a cute, uh, you know, photo op. But also like there's a fucking baseball game going on. But. Yeah, it's no, it's the, it, yeah, it's it, it was bad. Um, uh, podcast. So. Yeah, and, and like the seats, uh, uh, you know, it, when, when you get to that part of the stadium, the seats are really close together. So like they, they were kind of just right up in our business the whole time. So it was yeah, yeah it was it was not great. Um, there was also this guy uh, uh, wearing a Giants hat, 
He was maybe uh, in his early to mid twenties, um, but he was with uh, he was with like a little kid who was maybe like eight to ten years old. Yeah, who seemed like he was probably his younger brother. Yeah, um, and like Jer- Jeremy saw the Giants Giants hat and he's like, "Hey, that's that's Don- uh, Donovan Solano fan right there," because yeah. Donovan Solano was on the Reds. Um, unbeknownst to both Jeremy and I before <laughs> right. the game. Um, well, real, Jack, Jack, real quick side note: I had no idea that Donovan Solano has been in the league for ten years. Yeah, yeah, he's he's been around a while. Uh, he was in my me and my dad's 2014 Strato game for the uh, Marlins, so I, I've been Amazing. aware of him for a while. That's it, it, uh, crazy that a guy like that could stick around for that long. Yeah, I Jack, yeah. I had a feeling like did he have a good card that year or something? Uh, no, he had a good card in 2019. It was he he hit like 335 or something for the Giants and 200 at bats. Okay, because I feel like so I, I've noticed this Jack with you sometimes, like knowing you long enough, like and knowing that you like you know you're a Strato guy. I feel like every once in a while, like I, I feel like there's a guy that comes like that, that like might like must have a good strato card. Cause you seem to have like somewhat some, like some modicum of respect for, for the guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, or, or just more knowledge about the guy than anybody reasonably should. Yeah, for sure. Um, like Donovan and Solano sucks, but I was like, yes, but you, you seem to have reverence for him a little bit. And I'm like, I bet he had a good Strato card. Like he did. He did. He had a yeah. He had a good good year for the Giants. Actually, I think he might have had a good year in 2021 too. I, I know they were calling him Donnie Barrels at one point. So yeah, I I, I don't know. That I don't must know. have been sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah, maybe it was sarcastic. Maybe I, I read it. Maybe I read the uh, it was the, the line reading was wrong on that one. Maybe. Um, uh, but anyway, yeah. So there's this this uh, guy with the Giants hat and his little brother, and the, the little brother at one point, like they they got up to go get food, and then they came back, and the little brother had like a, one of those little ice cream helmets. Mm-hmm. But you know, they they must have walked from clear across the stadium, and and the kid hadn't started eating it yet because the ice cream was just fully melted and, and dripping everywhere. Yeah. And then uh, they, they tried to do the thing where they went in run, one row and then stepped to the row below it, which were their seats. Mm-hmm. But the kid had to like almost step over this, uh, this guy who was not with them at all. And the guy was like, the guy was making a big show of trying to avoid <laughs> getting hit by the ice cream. It was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. This is like a grown ass man. Um, and yeah. he's like, the kid was stepping over and it seemed like the kid had like no um, awareness of what was going on. Like he had no, um, but like, and the cone, the, like the ice cream was like in like a cone, like, like it was like, there was, you know, it was like kind of like, uh, spun like, like spiraled up, like to a point, just like on the top yeah. of an ice cream cone. So it was hanging over. So like the whole thing could have like wiped out any second and it could have landed on this guy's fucking like, you know, golf shorts or whatever. Uh, yeah. and he was like, he was like making the like, like the like gritted <laughs> teeth face at the kid. I'm like, I'm like, dude, you're like, this kid is like, you know he's he's out of control but also like chill out dude like you know like (laughs) like big deal like um but he probably fucking he probably spent like 80 bucks on those fucking shorts at like fucking macy's or something but uh or nordstrom or something but anyway so um so yeah the kid got over the seats and um i think it was fine but uh but yeah that's kind of a funny spectacle yeah, um, yeah, Jeremy, you pointed out a guy in front of us to me. He was with probably his grandson, but mm-hmm. he looked he looked like the you, you called him the real Grandpa Rossi. Yeah, his profile. I like. I think one of my favorite things is like like analyzing someone's profile who's near us. I think I can't remember who it was a couple years ago. It might have been at we were sitting like way up in the uh, upper deck, but we saw some guy from oh. God, fuck! Who was it? You it, said, it was a. You said he looked like a football player. I yeah, think, right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what? Was what, it Urlacher or something? 
Uh, I want to say he was like kind of like a big guy. Ditka. Was it Ditka? Yeah, it was Ditka, I think. Yeah. Ditka or Buttkiss, one of those two guys. I think it was uh-huh. Ditka. Yeah, it's like this guy, yeah, like he like looked like Ditka from like his profile. This guy had like that look, kind of like that like kind of small chin or something or like kind of like that butt chin like like Grandpa Ross, like that David Ross has. But this guy actually was a grandpa. And so I'm like, yeah, he, he kind of looked like David Ross from a profile, but he was old. He was grandpa age. So like. He was like what Grandpa Rossi like really will look like, I guess. Um, yeah, but, no. Uh, but that was he sure. didn't really do anything. But that was just no, that. he didn't. Yeah, that sounds like a, a Twitter ha- uh, or an Instagram handle though. Right. You know, at the at the real Grandpa Rossi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my yeah, that, uh, yeah. Jack. My uh, real quick, my my friend uh, Patrick Bolton, uh, who I used to work with. Um, he, uh, I guess, in the early days of Twitter or whatever, like when people f- started getting verified and they would like make their hand their twitter handle the real whatever he put his nickname was boltor and he put like his twitter handle was like the real boltor but he Uh was just a guy i thought it was kind of funny (laughs) that's uh that's good that's good um yeah so we uh uh we got a little bit of a uh, brewer's uh reference uh here um uh there was a guy selling raffle tickets and he had like he had josh Hader here yes so jeremy uh you know take it away on this one (laughs) i just i think i said something like (laughs) Ooh, things are really bad for Josh Hader nowadays, or something. And, uh, <laughs> I, I nudged Jack, and he looked at the kid, and we both started laughing. Um, yeah, yeah. But like, he looked like Josh Hader too. Like, like if you ever look at like an, a young picture of Josh Hader, like maybe without the beard, um, it's not a pretty sight. And like, this kid looked just like totally dorky uh, with like long hair and t- completely dead ringer for for Josh Hader. So it was a pretty funny visual. Uh, it's oh, only yeah. too bad that they weren't playing the Brewers at the time, but uh, it's a pretty good one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, we had some ridiculous people in front of us. Um, you know, we already mentioned the two girls, but uh, Jeremy also said to our left, we had this group of uh, four women, um, or maybe it was three women and a guy, yeah. uh, but they, they looked like family. Um, and uh, at, at one point, it was it was late in the game, uh, maybe the sixth inning. Uh, all of a sudden, it was the middle of the inning, the middle of an at bat. Yeah. The the woman to the uh f- to the right, the f- the further the most right, um, she just stands up. She just shoots up out of her seat, yeah. and like she starts to leave the aisle. And then so the two girls in yeah. front of us start to get up because like they think that she's gonna leave, and and this lady like waves them down, like she's, she's like, not no, going no, no. anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And she turns around and like takes a picture of her seated family. Yeah. In the middle of the in the middle of the at bat, yeah, and it was just like it was completely abrupt. Like like usually like I mean, if the in in that situation you would have assumed she would have been like, hey hey, I'm gonna take a picture, like you know, uh, but she like it was almost like so I I, I said it was like as, as if she was like a sleeper cell who was like just activated. It's like take the picture now, and like she like stands up and like does it. Um, yeah, like yeah, like I was saying, like the Manchurian candidate. Exactly. Um, yeah, the Manchurian the, the cub, the cub, yeah, the cub Churian candidate. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, so uh, so yeah, like uh, and like the people were like, what? Like the the, her, the people who were with her, who she was taking the picture of, were like, what? What? What are you doing? And like she was just like, huh, like huh. she's just like smiling and like takes the picture and like it just everyone was like kind of confused and kind of put off by the by the situation. Um, and then she like sits down, but like the game was happening in front of us and in front of her and she was completely blocking our view. And it was just like, without warning, uh, it, this, this all happened and it was just, uh, it was just a, a weird situation. That was kind of the only, 
thing. Uh, well, uh, the other woman uh, who was with the group did stand up also at one point and like do the thing where she was like going up to get food, but she waited to find out if anyone wanted anything until she was already standing. It's like, what? when did this trend happen? Uh, it happened also later on um, when a group of people in front of us were leaving. There was like four people and the people on the left stood up and were trying to get out. And then this fucking doofus with them was like putting on her bike helmet uh, before oh, she would gosh. stand up. Yeah. And like the, the two people, the two girls to her left were like standing, waiting for her. And she's like, just putting on her stupid bike helmet. I'm like, what are you going to fall down the stairs? Are you planning on falling down the stairs or something? Like you don't need to put your bike helmet on in the stands. Like you moron. <laughs> and like, yeah, they just wouldn't like, like, and so the girl had to stand until this dunce, like put her fucking bike helmet on. And like this is a new trend that's happening, and it's it's very troubling, um, because yeah, people are just standing and waiting for someone else to get their shit together, and also stand and vacate the row. Anyway. Oh, absolutely. And uh, uh, one more thing we'll say about these ladies is that we we might come back to one of them a little bit later in the game because okay. I ended up rem- I ended up remembering something that sure. happened, and I'm and, and I'm glad I did. Okay. Um. Yeah. So Jeremy and I have been to a lot of Cubs games this year. Uh, a lot of the videos we've seen, like the the ones between innings with like two truths and a lie, or like favorite vacation spot, like the Southwest Airlines uh, promo. Um, you know, we've seen him before, but we, we saw a new Wilson Contreras one tonight, or at least it was new for me. Yeah, I think they might have played it before, and like I, we we were we just like were talking over it, or, and we missed the first half or something. But um, it's uh, I don't know if it's American Airlines or something, but they yeah, talk maybe about it is. yeah, they talk about like them traveling, and they're, it's the same one where um, say a Suzuki Suzuki earlier in the year they asked him like who would he want to show him around the U.S. and he has said Beyonce, but my wife yeah. didn't like it. Um, yeah, I feel like they like they they called him out. They like they like entrapped him to like somehow <laughs> like mention Beyonce. But anyway, so this was Wilson Contreras and uh, similar to I think it was Kyle Hendricks a couple years ago where they said like where his dream vacation spot was. And he said like Southern California, which is where he's from. Yeah. Um, Wilson Contreras. They asked him what his favorite vacation spot, his favorite vacation spot in the U.S. And he said, my house in Florida. <laughs> 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 I guess he likes staycations. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's he's like, you know, just trying to save some money, like not like like uh shrink his carbon footprint. It's like I'm not gonna fly <laughs> unnecessarily, I'll just stay right <laughs> home. Um uh so so yeah, that was uh a, a less than uh that was like an under- underwhelming answer for sure. It was, especially for like if this is American Airlines and they're trying to like promote like the, the concept of travel. Mm-hmm. Um you're like, yeah, don't 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 say your house. Say anything but your house. Like say that you want to go somewhere, get people thinking like, Oh yeah, maybe I'd like to go there too. Right, exactly. Uh so anyway, yeah, no one's traveling no one's no one's booking a flight to, to go to Wilson Contreras' house in no. Florida. Um he also said something about like like on a on a flight, he likes to take his shoes off, which is just fucking horrific. It's like that's horrible. Yeah. Like the person yeah. who does that, it's like he's like the Del Griffith of uh <laughs> of uh like flights of 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 real life Chicago flights or something. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's horrible. Yeah. Um. That's yeah. That's that's super gross. Um. Uh. But I. I. You know. Hey. I guess. I. I guess. I can see it as if, if you're a uh, million millionaire baseball player. Um. You know. Maybe you get certain privileges. Yes, uh. Okay, so uh, David Bodie played in this game, which was uh, we've already talked about what a disgrace it is that he's even on the forty man. Mm-hmm. But he started he started at second base tonight, um, and he made some really bad defensive plays. It it was just, I mean, yeah, I've already talked about how I fucking hate David Bodie. Like he's 
he's he's he's uh, Jason Hayward light. Like at least his contract isn't as bad as Hayward's. But a guy who has no business taking any innings from any like Cub player with upside. Like uh, you know, Nick Madrigal is on the DL right or the IL right now, but. If he were healthy and David Bodie got the start ahead of him, it would be like absolutely disgraceful. Um, so he's already a bum. Uh, he was out the whole year, like with this crazy injury, and like um, you know, it was to the benefit of the team because guys got some reps. Now that he's healthy, I fear that like David Ross is going to like, you know, start him un- unnecessarily, unwarrantedly. Anyway, he was playing second base last night, and um, it was the top of the fifth. Um, uh, uh, Justin Steele was pretty much cruising along, uh, through the game. He had only, he had gone the first three innings without giving up a hit. Then he gave up a real cheapo to Tommy Pham. Uh, and then, um, he ended up giving up one more hit. So he was at two hits, but he was still cruising along. He like, kind of like, he got a, a good double play to kind of get out of this jam and, uh, started off the fifth, uh, doing well. And then back-to-back batters, Nick Senzel and uh, Aramis Garcia, hit the ball up the middle, and it was the identical play. Like, uh, Bodie was going to his right, and he was trying to backhand the ball, and it went under – it just went through the five-hole both times. And it's like the first one should have been called an error. They didn't call it an error. They called it a hit. And then the exact same thing happened, and then it's like, well, they can't call that an error because then the other one would be an error. And so, like, Steele got charged with two uh, hits – uh, basically, um, because of David Bodie's uh, incompetence, and uh, it was super, super annoying. Uh, and actually, in both instances, he got out of the jams with, uh, or well, in that instance, he got out of the jam again with a double play. Luckily, um, and then David Bodie even like made a bad throw on that play too. And he did. Just, he yeah. did. He threw it. He threw it in the dirt, and Revis Revis made a nice catch. Yeah, and it's just annoying. It's just completely frustrating. And then I don't know if it was. Was it Brandon Drury then who hit it? Like if someone, I, someone, yeah. yeah, maybe that was yeah. the, other one, the third hit. It, 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 the it was one? the very next, very next inning. Yeah. Um, Bode, they had, I think they maybe had a shift on, so so Bodie was kind of like behind second base, and uh, Drury just, I mean, he crushed it. He hit it like yeah. uh, probably there was probably like a hundred and four mile uh, per hour exit velocity off the bat, but uh, I was right. It was right at Bodie, like because Bodie was in a shift. Um, it just, it just, he smoked it right at him. And it was a ground ball. Um, and it just went right through Bodie's legs. And I mean, I get that he, he, he hit it really hard, but come on, man, this is the major leagues. Like you would expect a guy who's in the major leagues to maybe make one of those three plays. Yeah, no, it was, um, it was just, it was ridiculous, uh, in that situation and like, and it was another hit. Yeah. Call it another hit. That was the one, if, if any of the three should have been called a hit, I would, I would have said that one, but um, but also it's like you have to. It seems like you should have at least knocked it down, um, and then coming off of the heels of the other two, it's like unacceptable. So yeah, David Bodie was like def- he did uh, nothing to um, uh, you know remove him from my shit list. Uh, he made he did make one like l- like leaping catch on like a liner up the middle. Um, sure, but you know so then maybe he erased one of his bad uh, plays, but not all three. I think um, he got a double too, didn't he? He got a so double. So like it was yeah. like yeah, he started playing better and then they took him out and put Anderson Simmons in. Yeah, exactly, which is like almost like uh and it was in the 7th inning too, I think, uh which is yeah. just like um it was almost insulting that they took him out that early. Um 
and after he got a double. Uh, but I, I don't know. I mean, and, and then Anderson Simmons also is a is a problem. But um, at least, yeah, Jack said, you know, he, he would have made those plays at least. Yeah, he, he would have made all three of those plays. Um, yeah. uh, Jeremy, so you haven't you haven't quotes here. This is an outrage. Which one of us said that? I said it, but I'm trying you said to, it. OK, I'm trying to remember now if it was about. Bodie or something else that happened later in the game, but I remember I just I I was because I was yelling I was I was crazy I I actually said at one point someone should go out to second base and shoot him in the back of the head, <laughs> and the woman in front of me did turn around and look at look at me, but I think it was a I, I don't remember if it was when they called the the first thing a hit, or it was a different thing. Part of me feels like it was something different, but I was just like this is an outrage, and I was just like so mad and yelling that out loud and. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah man, you, you went, that, that first one you said, you, you just said, yeah, someone should just walk out to second base and shoot him in the back of the head. <laughs> that was pretty good, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't mince words. I mean, it's like, hey, you, you know, you did something bad, action must be taken. So, um, <laughs> yeah, man, yeah. And, I mean, I, I, you were saying similar things about Daniel Norris last week, man. It's been, it's been a rough year, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. My only, like, I understand the Cubs are rebuilding. I just want them to not have guys who deserve to be murdered on the field. Like, <laughs> you know, like, like I know, like, guys are going to strike out or, you know, maybe, like, uh, you know, get caught up in a rundown or whatever. But it's like these guys shouldn't be on, on a team. And what else can you do? Like, I mean, honestly, that's the only way to get David uh, to get uh, David Ross to stop playing him is is to fucking execute them. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, um, yeah. So yeah, that uh, was uh, was bad. Um, it it, yeah. it was it was. Uh, and this next thing, Jeremy, I just figured I'd lump it in there. Yeah. I know it happened a little bit later in the game, but we're talking about bad defensive plays. Uh, the Reds have a uh, relief pitcher named Dory Moretta. And um, first of all, Jeremy and I were saying that, like, this guy, you know, maybe has been in the league for five years or he debuted five weeks ago. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's probably more, more the latter. Um, but anyway, he, uh, uh, he fielded a, gr- a ground ball, and it was just a routine, like, play right back to the pitcher. And he was, he, uh, he was walking over to first base with it, and, like, the, the guy, the guy on, who was running to first wasn't even really running that hard. Yeah. So Moretta, like, Moretta flips it underhand to Votto, and it was a real bad throw, and like it, it bounced, and Votto had to like stretch and pick it out of the dirt, um, and then Votto like when Moretta easily could have thrown thrown it, he had he had he had totally enough time yeah. to just make like a soft toss to first base, and it, it would have been completely uncontested. So he makes this ridiculous like underhanded like bounce throw, and Votto Votto scoops it up. You know the the guy's out. But then Votto, like, you, you saw him on the replay just shouting. And whatever he shouted, <laughs> it, it seemed like it was along the lines of, come on, man, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, you, you're, you know, you're not supposed to show up your teammate uh, when, they, when they do make a bad play like that. But I feel like Votto has, he has the clout on that team um, to, like, call a guy out when he does something stupid like that. And it was just a ridiculously, like, it was just a stupid bad baseball play and it, it jeremy we were saying it looked like john lester like a thing john lester would have done but yeah. it was it was way way 10 times worse than anything yeah. lester lester did when he was doing that sort of thing it, it almost it like by the end of like when he threw it it almost looked like he bowled it over to him like he yes. rolled it over to him it was it was it just the ball didn't go in the air at all it was really weird no and uh, yeah i actually do i need to go back and watch the video of that to the and like maybe the reds broadcast to see see how what like how they handled that because yeah i think vado was like super pissed um i mean yeah he like said like he 
he yelled after it. Uh, it was pretty yeah. cool. Jack, um, real quick sidebar. Um, do you, how many times do you think we've seen, do you know how many times we've seen Nick Senzel? Mm, um, I would say, I, I want to say he probably played in one of the two games last year. So I would say twice. Okay, would you believe me now uh, that then that we've seen Dari Moretta more than Nick Senzel? Really? Was this the first time we've seen Senzel? It was the first time we saw Senzel. First time we saw Vado. Um, but the second For the podcast, time we, wow, crazy. Uh, but the, the first, but the second time we've seen Dari Moretta. He must have <laughs> pitched in that White Sox game. I'm thinking last probably. year. Probably. Because I was probably. doing I was doing the stats uh, today and. Uh, yeah, it was our second time seeing Dari Moretta. So man, that's that's really strange, and, it, and it's strange that we've never seen Votto for this podcast either. So yeah. I'm, I'm glad. Uh, what what is did Moretta give up a a run in that last um, game? That's a good question. I yeah. don't think so. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah. Well, that that's a good one. Uh, yeah, Moretta's kind of a crazy guy. Like he like just does a bunch of pumps before he throws. Uh, yeah. Before he throws the pitch, um, it looks like it's a balk, but it's not. It's just like some, you know, that crazy shenanigans that like Johnny Cueto does. So uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, uh, interesting stuff. He's an interesting guy. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, sitting in front of us, there were these these frat bros. Um, they had they had on shorts and like those uh, those frat boy polos. Uh, these guys were just total douchebags. Um, I think it was the, uh, the maybe the fourth inning. Wilson, fourth, fifth inning, Wilson Contreras hits a home run. Mm-hmm. And one of these guys just goes absolutely, absolutely crazy. So they play a hoop, there it is. And uh, he, uh, he started, like, dancing to the music. You know, Jeremy, describe this guy. Well, um, he was wearing a purple, like a mauve polo shirt. Like sure. A, like a, a light purple polo shirt. And, um, uh, yeah, I mean, well, I'll, I'll say it, Jack. I can say this. But he was, he was Asian. Um, sure. And, like... I only bring that up because, uh, like, you know, I think all of his friends were like white guys, and um, mm-hmm. you know, they they they, they look classically like frat guys. Oh yeah, and like I felt like this guy, like number one, like <laughs> okay, so Asians have a stereotype of of being like kind of mild mannered or quiet or whatever, and I feel like, and then you put this guy in like with other like frat boys, and I feel like maybe he like feels like he has to be like this like big dumb stupid fucking loud idiot um but that's what he was doing like he i mean i, I don't he might have been wearing like shorts like khaki shorts but he, he definitely had a white or a purple polo shirt on and like yeah. yeah he gets up and he just like he like he was quiet the whole game and then then the first homer that happens he's like yeah yeah and like he stands up and he's like fucking like push pumping his chest out and like pumping like like in the air and he's doing like these dances like these crazy like boisterous dances and um he just looked like a fucking idiot. And like, yeah. it was one of those things where like, <laughs> it's like as an Asian guy, I'm like, come on, man. Like you're embarrassing us all. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, no. Yeah. He was dancing. And then after the dance, he just let out this, uh, sc- you know, screamed at the moon. Yeah. And, uh, it, it was one of those, um, it was one of those screams where like that you see a basketball player do after they do a dunk and then they get an and one on it. And like, they just like, it's yeah. just like a scream of raw emotion. Yeah. That, that's what this guy did right after he did that dance. And, you know, we, we were saying the Contreras home run was not the most exciting play that, that, that had happened that night. No. It wasn't even the most exciting play of the last 15 minutes. Like, right before that was that, that double play you alluded to before where the Reds had the bases loaded. There was one out. Morrell makes a catch in center field, like mid-center field, and guns fam down at the plate. So it was a fly-out throw out double play. That's, like, one of the most exciting plays you could possibly see. Yeah. Why didn't they, that guy react to that? 
Um, yeah. You know why? Because like he recognized a home run. It was the only play he recognized all yeah, night. Exactly. Yeah, he saw a ball go over the wall, and he's like, "That's good." Ah! Like, like yeah, Nico Horner, who's been on a tear, had a bases clearing like a uh, two run double, and like right before that too, and then that that double play, and it's like, yeah, man, like, like a homer isn't like yeah, it's not uh, it, it's it's not uh, textbook like that. It's like the top exciting thing whatever so yeah this guy was an idiot um later on uh he he did another dance later on too i guess um uh i guess we could talk about it now uh yeah let's just cover this whole the whole thing with this guy now yeah well there was okay and then we'll we'll talk about when he left too then Um, yeah but uh at some point uh it was like the seventh inning or something like we're we're so we're all the way down in the corner the right field corner and there's a sign that says like restrooms concessions and I was like, I, I it's like I kind of had to go to the bathroom. I kind of had to pee, but I could have waited for the end of the game. But I'm like, oh, uh, well, I guess the bathroom's right there, so let me just run down real quick. And I fucking ran down, and, like, I just kept going, like, further to home plate. And, like, the bathroom was, like, not anywhere near us. And it's like the sign is completely misleading to say, like, there's a bathroom near us when there wasn't. And I wouldn't have gone otherwise because I ended up missing a couple pitches of the inning. If it was right there, I could have went in and out and been back. Uh, so anyway, so I, I had to run down uh, all the way to almost home plate. Um, I, you know, use the bathroom. And I saw that, that kid, the, 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 the frat kid, like purple, purple polo um, in there uh, also. And he's like drinking and he's just like, he just looks like an idiot. And I saw him like looking, he was like looking at the bathroom stalls. Like, so in this bathroom, there's troughs and there's stalls. Um, listen, Growing up as a little kid, the, I fucking was was uh, like uh, horrified of this of the troughs. You know, it's like I don't I don't want to go to a trough, and and pee like it's fucked up. You see fucked up things. You're at a certain level, <laughs> like of height where it's not good. Um, it's just bad. The trough is it's barbaric and bad. Now as a fucking adult who like can control like you know my bodily functions or whatever. Uh, I appreciate the trough because it's fast and it just gets people in and out. And that's why they exist. This fucking little dork like goes into the bathroom and he goes by the stalls and he starts looking under the stalls, like uh, under the doors to see if someone's in there so he could assumably pee. And it's like this little dork like is like standing up there, like doing these dances and like yelling and like making a a fool of himself. But then when it's time to go to the bathroom, he's like, "Mm, I want to go in a stall uh, you know, I don't, I can't pee in front of anyone. It's like, what a dork, what a loser. Uh, yeah. and so I was just like, I was like, what, you know, I see you, man. I see you like, yeah, dude. Hey, you know what? We're, we're an hour into this podcast now. Like, <laughs> it's like, you know, bro, like you're not man enough to piss in this fucking trough, dude. <laughs> yeah. Just admit it. Like, yeah. come on, man. And, and it's like, Hey, listen, if you want to pee in, if you prefer to pee in a, in a stall to a trough, that's fine. But like, don't stand on the, on the fucking you know, in front of everyone and do some and make a spectacle of yourself because you're really just a fucking like lame So anyway, yeah. uh, you know, you can't have it both ways. Uh, but no. And, and so and so, yeah, keep in mind that this guy did this uh, when him and his his bros uh, leave. He like he, he does a thing where he, he drinks the last drop of his beer in a real dramatic gesture and he uh, he spikes it on the ground. Um, and then they, and then they go. So, you know, I, they had all come back from the bathroom. He drank his beer, he spiked it on the ground and then they all left. 
I Jack, I think that he hit. I think he threw it against the seat personally. Did he? Did he I, throw it against? the I seat? I think he flung it sideways and well, he he grabbed it. He like chugged the rest of it and then he like no look just flung it and I think it hit like the seat. Um, like I think it maybe went like in a forty five degree angle towards the ground and hit the seat. It, um, it did. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, and it was just like it's like, I you know whatever. It's like I'm not like a. <laughs> It was almost like a get get off my lawn sort of situation. But honestly, I don't care if someone get goes on my lawn. I was annoyed by this little fucking twerp, like disrespecting like the the seats. I mean, like someone's gonna have to sit in those seats later on. Someone's gonna have to clean it up, uh, clean up the the can the 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 uh, cup and the beer. And it's like you're just you're fucking nothing, fucking waste of space. And you you show up there, you drink some beers, you make an ass of yourself. And a spectacle of yourself. And then you just shit on the places on your way out the door. It's like, fuck you, dude. This is my fucking stadium. Get the fuck out of here. Like, you, you disrespect it. Like, I'll fucking eject you from the upper deck. Like, <laughs> onto the playing field. Like, fuck you, you little, you little fucking twerp waste of space. So, like, yeah, like, it was just, it, it, it fucking rubbed me the wrong way. And, like, uh, yeah. luckily the Cubs were winning, like, 8-1 to one at that point. Or 7-1 or, or, or whatever. Um but like, I mean, I wasn't going to do anything. But it's like, I was like, I was incensed by this little fucking twerp. Well, so so then they, they get up and they they're walking along the upper deck concourse to uh, 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 leave. Uh, and then so one of the guys had gotten out in front. So this uh, purple polo guy, they uh, he purple polo guy runs at his buddy, and then they both jump up and do that thing where like they they bump shoulders. Yeah. Uh, so, sort of like two football players might do after they score a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, and it was just, it was the, the most lame thing ever. Uh, and then, and so Jeremy, I don't know if you remember this, uh, maybe you were so incensed, but you actually yelled down at the guy. You're like, all right, all right. Yeah. It's time for you to go. <laughs> That's, right. <laughs> That's right. I did yell. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think the, the, those four, like that group of four, the family of four kind of looked back at you and were laughing. Uh, yeah, that was good, man. Oh, thanks Jack for remembering that. That's, uh, yeah. I would have forgot. I did forget that. I did that. That makes yeah. me feel good that I did yell something. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, these, these motherfuckers, dude, like, all of them, all of them, I mean, especially Purple Polo, but all of them, it's like, they're, they're the reason that, like, kids die from, like, fraternity rush hazings. Yeah. Or or at, 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 the, at the very, uh, to a lesser extent, but also, like, uh, <laughs> troubling for a Cubs fan, is, like, why, you know, the Cubs have a, like, Wrigley Field has a, a, a reputation for being, like, just a big beer garden. It's like, idiots sure. like this. It's like, yeah, just what an idiot. Just fucking, just take that shit to the fucking, you know, some frat bar or your frat house. Like, fuck you, you fucking dork. Um, just get out of here. So, anyway, um, yeah, I'm glad. And then, okay, and so then as they were going down the ramp, too, he did, he did another, like, stupid dance move. And it's like, go, get out of here. I never want to see your fucking face again. Go. <laughs> that was yeah. That was uh, that was good stuff, man. But, but yeah, it's just it was like a White Sox game tonight. I don't know. Yeah. Um, the seventh inning stretch happened, uh, and the, the strangest thing. So seventh inning stretch is like the biggest thing that happens at Wrigley Field. Yeah. Everybody acknowledges it and sings. For whatever reason, uh, there were like this the four the family of four and two other people in front of us, and maybe even the two girls too. The two None girls, of them. Yeah. Yeah, none of them stood for the seventh inning stretch or even acted like they knew it was happening. No, the two girls, honestly, like, I think I think one of the people with that family was, like, an older woman. So, like, maybe they didn't want to stand like they, they all sat with her. But, like, the sure. two girls who were fucking, like, Instagramming the shit out of out of nothing, 
it's like everyone always records the seventh inning stretch. It's like at the very least, if you go to a Cubs game and you and you manage to stay for that long, if you haven't fucking left or fucking passed out yet, um, you know, you 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 fucking take a video of the of the seventh inning stretch, and they were just sitting there like like talking like I I feel like they were having some sort of like. Uh, you know, deep conversation or something, but they were like, they were sitting there talking like they were sitting on like, you know, a front porch, like on a summer day, like talking. It's like, there's the seven thing stretches going on here. Like nothing, no, like not, no, no interest in participating. Um, yeah. So it was, it was weird. It was, and we were standing and it was like, it was just weird looking down on these people just sitting uh, while we were standing and like, you know, somewhat participating in, in, in the action. Yeah, I've yeah, never seen someone ignore the uh, stretch at, uh, at Wrigley. Very strange. Um, yeah. So right right after this, uh, there were these guys <laughs> these guys behind us, and uh, uh, for most of the game they weren't a factor. Like you know maybe they were saying some stuff, but it wasn't anything crazy, and uh, it was kind of they were easy to ignore. Yeah. But uh, t- Tommy Pham uh, comes I, I, to the uh, yeah. real quick check. I wanna I wanna play this one out. So you say that first thing, and then I wanna re- I wanna reply the way the guy replied. Sure. <clears throat> um, yeah, oh, yeah, this is Tommy Pham. He's the biggest douchebag uh, in the league. He, he slapped a guy because of fantasy football. No, no. Winker, man. Winker. Winker is a bigger douchebag, man. He started a fight, man. And no, no. Is it Pham, Pham, uh, Pham played fan. He, he hit a guy because of fantasy football, though. He hit Jock Peterson. No, no, man. Winker, man. Winker's an asshole, man. Like, it was like that. It was like the fact yeah. that he was like, no, no. It's like. This guy, so yeah, okay, so the guy was, the, the one guy was trying to, to explain the story to this guy. Guy number two had clearly had no idea about this story because no one could, like, not know, uh, no one could disagree with the whole fam thing. Like, it's, 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 a, it's one of the weirdest stories in baseball in years, I want to say. Yes. Um, <clears throat> definitely one of the, the weirdest, like, feuds in, in sports, I think, in years. Um. And the Winker thing was just uh, number one. It was just a brawl. Number, I mean, it was a, it was a significant brawl, but it was it was a brawl nonetheless. And number two, Winker. We talked about this last week, but Winker was like they they were not the he was not the aggressor. And and if anything, he was more like what the fuck, like and and so like I mean you know you would maybe have to understand a little bit about baseball to know that. But this guy clearly had probably just seen a clip of the Winker brawl and he was like, Oh, what a douchebag. Um, and, and, and the way he was so sure about it, he clearly knew nothing about the fam thing, just saw the Winker thing. And he was like, Oh, there's no way anyone could be a bigger douchebag than Jesse Winker. But it's like, what a, what a dummy just, it was just, it was, it was, you know, it was one of those things where you you're dumber for hearing that conversation. Yeah. Um, and you know, he was also saying stuff. He was like, yeah, yeah. He, he punched a guy with a cast. Like, he, he was referring to Anthony Rendon, but Rendon is the one who came up to him and started talking a bunch of shit and, like, got in his face. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, like, oh, the guy with the cast? You mean the guy who can't sit on the bench for the next seven games and is suspended for five games when he comes back from injury? Like, that that guy is the, yeah. the guy you're going to—that's the hill you're going to die on here? The guy with uh, the cast who went after a guy in an aggressive manner who probably would then not expect to be hit back because he has a cast on that guy like yeah yeah what, um yeah, it, it was it was absurd uh I, I almost wanted to like turn around and you know yeah because i because I, I bet a i bet the guy who was saying the fam stuff who actually actually seemed like he knew what he was talking about yeah. was like getting getting frustrated at this other guy 
And I wanted to turn around and intervene and be like, like, do you know anything of the background of that story? And just go on with all of the facts of why Jesse Winker was not the asshole and the aggressor in it. Uh, When I was in college, uh, a friend of mine got in a fight, like a fight at a house party, because he was defending the honor of Brett Favre. Uh, and this and this was in 2008, like right before Brett Favre left for the Jets. Um, so the whole thing is funny in retrospect, but it's like I almost felt like like getting into it with this guy to defend the honor of Jesse Winker. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, uh, the guy. Yeah, he's an idiot. And like, just to not know, like, the Winker thing was cool. I mean, he he had a completely wrong take on it. The brawl was was significant, but like it it does not it doesn't even touch the the fam Peterson stuff, which is just so absurd and so comical and ridiculous. Um, and and yeah, I felt bad for the guy too. The guy was trying to like tell he was basically trying to like go get into like the the absurdity of that story. And the guy was like, no, no. It's like shut up, you idiot. Like shut your mouth and learn something. Like. You know, if you don't know what happened, say like, oh, I didn't, I missed it. What happened? You know, like fucking. And then you can fucking talk about it. No, no. We <laughs> Shut up, you idiot. I want to hit you now. And I don't even have a cast. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that and that, that was it was like a weird outburst from those guys. And they, they weren't really heard from again. Um, uh, and I think it was the top of the ninth inning, uh, maybe the eighth. I don't know. All, all of these late innings kind of run together, but, uh, it's at one point the umpire lost track of what the count was. Yeah. So they had to uh, do a replay. I don't know if the umpires called for it or if the, one of the managers called for it, but they had to go to, they had to go to New York to figure out what the count was, which must've been horribly embarrassing for the home plate umpire. Um, and just, you know, the rest of the crew in general. But uh, uh, so so you know Jeremy and I were kind of taken aback. We had never seen we had never seen that before, and so I just said incredulously, uh, "Did they lose track of the count?" And then the uh, one of the ladies in front of us, she had a Baez jersey on. Mm-hmm. Um, she was from that family of four. She just turns around to me and she goes, "Yep." And uh, <laughs> I thought it was funny. Uh, you know, I, I, I it's like I didn't I wasn't asking her. It was just a rhetorical like. Right. It was a rhetorical question that was asked, like, in disbelief. Um, and I, I like that she was just like, yep. Uh, so, hey, maybe, who knows? Maybe she was more into the game than, uh, you know, than, than I thought she was. She, she seemed like the only one who actually cared about baseball, yeah. you know? Yeah, and she actually stayed behind when the others, the others left. Oh, so, yeah, that's uh, true, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> maybe she, she did care. But that, that was, that was kind of funny. But uh, that, that also a first for us. Uh, we, haven't seen, we haven't seen the umpires lose track of the count yet. I, so, uh, I don't, I'm not sure if anyone's ever seen that before. I can't even, like, call, recall when that happened. It's kind of crazy. It, have you ever seen one of those plays where, like, a guy walks on three balls? Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. Every so often, I guess something weird happens. Something like, weird happens. It's very rare. Do, but I feel like that'll happen, and maybe like the other umpire will come in, and or like someone will come in and say like, no, 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 no. like you know, you like you know, that was only ball three, and then then they'll just go back and you know finish the at bat. I that one was like, I don't know. It's like they were all convinced, uh, or like the, the the umps weren't sure enough to just say like, no, 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 we we got the count right. Like they actually had to challenge it that, that was just weird yeah and and what did they do in new york did they just watch the at bat yeah. over and we're like okay yeah it's three balls and two strikes yeah a ball one 
All right. Pitch number two. That's a ball. You know, and like just go through the whole thing. It's funny. Yeah. That's kind of what I do for work a little bit sometimes <laughs> um, when I have to find out like if something happened on a play or if they get the count wrong or something. But yeah, uh, so it's weird. So that was a weird moment. And it was definitely something worth like saying out loud, like, what? What's going on? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So that uh, that happened. Um that was kind of it, I guess. Uh, for the game, yeah, for the game itself, yes, it was. Yeah, the final score was uh, was it eight to three? I, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, uh, six, seven, eight to three. It, it's not not a good year for close Cubs games for us. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, it looked close. With uh, Scott Afros came in in the uh, sixth inning uh, and got a hold, uh, but then they blew it open and. Uh, and yeah, it was uh, it was not close after that, um, but uh, but yeah. So the game ended. We um, headed out to the uh, bus uh, for the Reds, and uh, yeah, it was another eventful situation uh, for it sure. It sure was. Yeah, it sure was. There were very few people out for this one. It, it was uh, night and day when you compare it to the Padres game, where you know the Padres actually had some superstars. There were like six people who stayed the whole time for the Reds, yeah. and like one other like like cluster of people who was there for a specific player, which we'll get to in a minute. And we were but, two it, of the six. <laughs> yeah, we were two of the six. So we were, uh, we, we were in hog heaven as far as like getting autographs is concerned. It was like, it was like a best case possible scenario, uh, which was great. The Reds only had two buses, um, which yeah. ultimately kind of sucked because it meant that the buses, uh, Jeremy and I have speculated, like they list the departure times in the locker room. So the players know which one to get to that second bus filled up like really really fast to the point where like we I think we just missed a bunch of guys because like they all they all had to go in so fast um the first bus was chock full but you know they obviously only had two buses because the reds are cheap (laughs) that's that's certainly what it seemed like uh you know like uh they yeah they just couldn't justify getting three buses um you know maybe few maybe it has to do with fuel with the gasoline being so expensive but um yeah it was uh it, it was a weird look, and the fact that it was the Reds was, you know, it kind of was, like, uh, incriminating. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, so before any players get out there, uh, uh, this, this woman, um, this middle-aged woman uh, with, these, with these two teenagers approaches uh, one of the security guards who's waiting at the bus, and she's, she's, like, showing him this ID badge, and the security guard's like, the security guard doesn't know what the fuck to do. He's like, he, did, he didn't recognize what the badge was or what it was for, and so all of us... Like, you know, after about a minute, two minutes of this, uh, from the other side of the buses, which are also, like, kind of uh, uh, stanchioned off, um, this old guy, like, walks uh, between the buses and the stadium, like, the area you're not supposed to go. Yeah. This old guy in a suit walks uh, all the way over towards us. He had been clear on the other side of the buses. He walks all the way over towards us, says to the security guard, hey, they're with me. And it's like, this guy didn't identify himself to the security guard. He was just a random-looking old dude and uh, with gray hair. And then the security guard looks at him and is like, I've never seen this before. And then, like, the old guy just doesn't give a shit and just takes the woman and these, like, like two or three teenage girls, like, all the way across uh, back to the other side of the buses. And they get in a limo that's behind the buses, and, and I guess they drive away. I, yeah. The thing that was – yeah. I don't even see them drive away. Like I, I no. don't know. Like because then because I think later on, uh, when a certain person left, I thought he was getting into that limo, but he he didn't. Um, but yeah, the guy, the guy, like I saw him like clear past the second bus, which is you know two long charter buses back to back is pretty far. 
I saw the guy like motion to one of the security guards to like open the gate and he let him through. Then he walks all the way over. Then he comes up and yeah, like he, he said, yeah, he's like there with me. And then like they get, they, he, they let the, the girls in behind the, the, the stanchion, they walk through and then they get let out the other end. And we were like, why didn't they just go around the bus? Like, yeah, that, made no that was sense. the baffling thing. No, um, it, it was like they didn't know that the the entire road is open. Anybody can walk on it. Um, yeah. yeah, it it was like, it, uh, yeah, I, I don't get it. And I, I looked uh, I looked at the Reds media guide to try to figure out who the fuck that guy was because so I was like, well, he must be like one of the owners or like you know a VP or something. But I, I couldn't find him. Um, yeah, you know, so I, I it, who who that old guy was and why he was <laughs> such a dick to like why he felt entitled to be such a dick to the security guard was yeah. a mystery to me but um any yeah we'll never know never know this security guard was a real character though yeah he was um it was funny the way that he said like you know i've never seen this before like yeah almost like if he was like gonna get in trouble and then the guy was like no 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 it's fine they're with me whatever um but yeah the security guard was um kind of like this short kind of squat kind of guy like um, he was wearing a Cubs hat and like, actually he kind of looked like Rowdy Telez. Like if you want to, yeah. you know, yeah, that's a, that's a good, that's a good, uh, comparison. Like just, uh, yeah, just like kind of like a, a Husky kind of guy. It's funny. Cause at one point, um, someone must come over to the crew, like the security crew and like, they get like, uh, like a tray or like a batch of like leftover hot dogs. So it's kind of funny. Like all the security guards were like got hot dogs and they were just like, we're all eating a hot dog or whatever. And so this guy like grabbed a hot dog and just like, he like, un- he, he like held it like long ways, um, unrolled it about halfway. And then I feel like he just took a, he, he bit off half of the hot dog. Yeah, yeah, man. It was, it was like, uh, if you could imagine like, you know, like just like barbarians being given like, uh, just big, like slabs of meat and just grabbing it with their hands and like, like digging into it. Like, I'm surprised this guy even got the wrapper off of it. You know, like, yeah. I don't know why he didn't just take a big bite of it. Like, so he was, yeah. you know, yeah, he, he like just destroyed this hot dog. What did he, what was it? He said, Jeremy, so, you, you heard him say it. Yeah, I didn't, so, uh, yeah, 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 he was, um, <clears throat> Uh, he was talking to this other security guard and like, I don't know if he was like talking about himself or someone else, but he was just like getting like all animated and he's like, yeah, man, it's like people come up to me and they ask me like what, what I'm doing tomorrow. And I'm like, I don't know, man, I don't make plans. I live on the edge, man. I'm living life on the edge. I don't know what I'm doing. He's like, I never know what I'm doing next. He's like, I could be doing anything. Like I'm, you know, I, I don't make plans. Like I live on the edge and it's like. <laughs> like he, it was just weird to watch. I don't know why he was saying that. Um, one of the autograph seeker guys like heard him and was like laughing, and, uh-huh. as if he was like trying to be in on the conversation. But that guy like wasn't paying attention. And like the guy, I don't know. Like I think he might have been like kind of like talking about someone else because I feel like he was kind of saying it with like a a wink or something. But like sure, it was just like he was like, yeah, I live on the edge. I live my life on the edge, man. And it was just like, what? What are you talking about? Like, no one ever said that, like, seriously. Um, no. Or, and or didn't say it and get laughed at immediately. What, what's funny is compare that to the conversation we, we heard the last time we went to a Cubs game. which is like, yeah, what, what, are you, what are you doing on Friday right. night, man? Oh, yeah, I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm going to uh, Murphy's. Yeah, um, yeah just, just uh, it, absurd. It was almost like the reaction video to that. It's like, you know, the guy <laughs> saw that video and he's like, Oh fuck that man! Like I don't make any plans, man. Like you, know, you can't. You ask me what I'm doing tomorrow. I don't have any fucking clue, man. <laughs> so um and then yeah so then later on um <clears throat> we saw um 
the uh, I don't even know what to call him, but like the the regular security guard who has the gun. <laughs> yeah. Um, we saw him later on. He was kind of like hanging about. He must have like a new detail this season or something or or recently. Uh, but he was over. He was kind of lurking in the back and he was trying to get that guard's attention. And uh, you know, I don't know. It's like there's there's kind of like a a, a motivation to kind of be nice to these guys or to be on their good side. And so like I like made eye contact with the guy and then I like got I'm like hey hey buddy. And they looked at me and I like pointed at that guy uh, to help him get his attention because the guy kept trying to get his attention and like he the guy wouldn't turn around. Uh, it's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, no, it was funny. And and then when you when you got his attention, Jeremy, like I looked over at uh, our the guy with the gun, like uh-huh. who was kind of the alpha dog of the security guards. I look over at him and like you know he's just sh- he's just shaking his head. Uh, <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just like he sighed and shook his head. It was funny. It was uh, it was good stuff. That's um, funny. Yeah, 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 it was awesome. Uh, so, yeah, we were, uh, you know, so we're waiting out there, and uh, uh, eventually this, this this sort of group of, like, you know, late 30s uh, people with, like, kids uh, comes uh, comes up behind us, and the kids are being real fucking loud, and it's, like, they're just, like, little kids. I mean, they're eight, between the ages of, like, three and five, and it seems like there's, it's a whole fucking Chuck E. Cheese's worth of kids, but it's probably only, like, maybe maybe two or three kids, but they're being super fucking loud and annoying, and I said to Jeremy, I was like, man, this is just, like, it's it's throwing me throwing me off here, oh, like, I mean, you know. Yeah. Um, so, the, anyway, they ended up being there for Mike Moustakis, which we'll get to in a second. Yeah. Um, but uh, one of the guys, I think he was like one of the dads of, well, of these kids. Wait, was this guy? Was that guy with that group of people? Yeah, I think he was like the the husband of one of the one of the women. Oh, um, see, I didn't even know they were connected at all. Yeah, I think that's what this guy was doing here. But ah, anyway, anyway, so he he comes up to us uh, and he says like he's like, hey, wh- why didn't Votto play tonight? And you know, we 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 told him nicely. We were like, yeah, like you know, he he, well, he did play tonight. We looked at he, we looked at each other and we were like, we did. Uh, he did play tonight. <laughs> we did. And then immediately after after he asks, well, why didn't he start? And then Jeremy, you and I look at each other again. Yeah. Because like it, it, like we realized we we were gonna have to let this guy down and tell him he was wrong twice in about the span of ten <laughs> seconds. Yeah, yeah. And but we didn't want to seem like assholes for, about it, so we just. We cut, we were noncommittal. We shrugged and we we're like, yeah, actually, you know, actually, actually, you did start. Um, and then, uh, and then we both at the same time had the same thought. We were like, yeah, I think he went like, uh, you know, like two for four or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In reality, I think he went two for five. But it's like we had to be, we had to be just a little bit wrong just to make this guy feel, you know, a little bit better for being so wrong. Yeah. Um, eh, and he then he, he said, yeah, he. Oh, was he two for four? Yeah, I'm not gonna, no, I'm not gonna concede that. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure if he came up five times. I'm, I'm, I'm a little he, surprised. He, he, only he walked one times. of those at bats. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I forgot about that. Okay. <laughs> but okay. Yeah, the guy goes like, he's like, oh, I was preoccupied, and then like he like had like because he's holding a kid at that moment. Yeah. But then go um, ahead. Jeff. No, yeah, but then then he goes, uh, he goes, yeah, yeah, you know, he he's always been my favorite non-Cubs player. And it's like, well, for a guy who's your favorite non-Cubs player, like he's playing the Cubs tonight, and it doesn't seem like you knew fuck all about what he did. So like, <laughs> that's a little weird. But then, yeah. so then you know, then he pauses or whatever, you know, and then it's like, you know, he's still by us, and it's like the conver- the talk between us had not yet uh, been concluded. Like, just so there, there was just like a little pause. And then he goes, he's like, yeah, yeah, he's on social media now, um, <laughs> and it was such a bizarre thing to say. Yeah. To a couple of people who were complete strangers. Yeah. Especially because, like, no one's been clamoring for Joey Votto to get on social media. Like, no. what? what is he, some, like, big, like, social media presence? Like, who gives a fuck that Joey Votto's on social media? Well, but it's like, it, it <clears throat> obviously meant something to this guy. 
Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know if that was his way of saying, uh, or of his way of trying to say something factually correct, you know, <laughs> just to like establish like one fact, like one thing that he knows about that he's connected to reality about, um, <clears throat> because it was uh, it was weird and like. And I was, I think I said something like, oh, well, I'll have to check that out. Uh, or I like, oh, I bet that's good or something. And yeah. then like, then he kind of wandered away and me and Jack just like looked at each other like, are we crazy or is this guy crazy? <laughs> like, and the, the, yeah. yeah, no, the best part was that second look we gave to each other because yeah. it was so, it was so fast. Um, yeah, man, it was, it was good stuff. Yeah. I think, I, yeah, I think I was like, uh, he actually did start. Yeah. I think it went two for four or something. Like I just try to change it because I'm like. Let's just move past this for everyone's sake, and just uh, <laughs> just disregard that this guy is just completely in in uh, you know in outer space. Uh, it's very weird. Um, and then so yeah, so then he so he was still there, like because I never turned back around, but he was there as long as that group was there. Yeah, yeah, wow. he, I I think he was. Yeah, um, interesting. Which so <clears throat> Joey Votto, you know, a few minutes later, actually came out pretty fast. Yeah. Um, and he was dressed in so so I didn't even recognize him at first, but I, Jeremy, you were like, oh oh, that's Vado. Yeah, Vado. We saw him coming. That was that was cool. Um, and he was dressed he was dressed like he was about to go make photocopies for eight hours. Like he was wearing he was wearing khaki pants. <laughs> he was wearing khaki pants and just like a, a polo shirt, but not like a douchey polo shirt like those guys uh, from earlier. It was just like a he was he was dressed business casual. That's funny. Uh, at, yeah, at at eleven p.m. at night. Uh, he had earbuds in, and he was just talking on his phone, and we're like, oh, okay, like, he's going to come out to the bus, like, maybe we'll get him. Yeah, and well, he, we said, so, yeah. like, we, we called for him, and he kind of just, like, you know, just just sauntered uh, in the other direction, and there was a, we should probably get into these two guys, um, we could get into more, but, like, the same father and son who were at the last game, the Padres game, right, that we were at, yeah. and then the yep. uh, Rockies game last year, <clears throat> they were there again, Um We'll we'll get into them more in a second, but uh, they yep. were there, and like as Vado was walking away, uh, they're like, "Oh, he's so nice! Like he's he he's he's so nice!" Um, and they're like, "But he always takes an Uber or a or a cab. Um, he never rides the bus with the team." And uh, we we're like, "Okay," uh, but he was just like just walking off into the distance, and so we assume that. So I thought that he was. I thought. I think that limo with with the fucking you know old man uh, Lothario and like those three girls or whatever. Like, I thought that that limo was maybe still there, and I thought he was getting in that limo. Same. But, but he just kept going. He just kept walking. He went through the the gates, and like uh, the other thing that happens too is like when players leave the stadium and go outside of the 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 stanchion or whatever the 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 guardrail. Cub security walk with them to wherever they're going, but they were just like they looked dumbfounded and like I I assume that they maybe recognized that that was Joey Votto, and they just let him go. They just let him go off into the night, and we watched him walk, and he walked all the way down. Uh, what are we on? Where are we on Sheffield? Sheffield. Right? He walked all the way down to Sheffield. He to got Waveland, to the corner yeah. of Sheffield and Sheffield and Waveland, and I think he turned left, but he might have kept going straight. Um, we just, we just kept walking. We just saw him fade off into the distance and it was easy to see him too. Cause he had those fucking khaki pants yeah. on. So, so Jack, to me, this is, you'll appreciate this, but, um, to me, I, I didn't get a good look at what he looked like from the front. I saw that he was wearing these white khakis and, yeah. uh, this like shirt, this kind of like blousey shirt or something like, uh, and to me, like it was like the, the last scene of silence of the lambs. <laughs> when Hannibal Lecter is like in like uh you know Aruba or St. Thomas or wherever <clears throat> sure. he follows like Jack Crawford there 
I think, uh, or uh, is it? No, uh, who is it? The the perf- the the doctor. Uh, I forgot what his name is. Um, oh he f- man, was it Ray Liotta's character? No, well, uh, Ray Liotta plays Jack Crawford in Hannibal, doesn't he? Oh, okay, yeah, I think you're right. Doctor, what the fuck was his name? I can't remember what his name is, but um, he he like he's afraid of Hannibal Lecter, so he goes to this like remote island, and Lecter's there, and he calls. That's when he calls Clarice after her graduation, and. Uh, He's, I think that's when he says, like, have the lamb stop crying, Clarice. But he's, like, incognito, and he, like, has, like, a wig on, and he's wearing, like, a like a Tommy Bahama shirt and, like, a, and like, like flowy pants. And then he, he follows the, uh, the doctor into the crowd and just disappears. <laughs> it reminded me of that uh, from <laughs> Silence of the Lambs. Well, that, yeah, that's, that's funny, Jeremy, because it, it, it's, like, it really was that kind of thing. It was just, like, this, this super notorious guy just walking among this sea of, like, just fucking yahoos who just got out of a Cubs game. Uh, and Joey Votto is is too famous to be doing that. Um, I mean, yeah. he, he's, def- he's definitely the best the best Reds player of the 21st century. But he's probably, I mean, he he's definitely one of the top 25 players of the 21st century, of the last 20 years. Like, yeah. he, he, he definitely is, if not, if not top 20. He's going to have a Hall of Fame case. He's a household name. If, if you follow baseball at all, you know who Joey Votto is. And he's just walking right down one of the most crowded areas of Chicago, just completely, completely not being acknowledged by anybody. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was weird. I mean, clearly the most famous guy on that team, the the guy who should be protected the most on that team, and he just like saunters off uh, into a crowd and like disappears into the night. Um, yeah, <clears throat> Doctor Chilton was his name. Okay. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Okay. I've, yeah, I've read the I've read those books. I'm surprised I didn't remember that. But you know, there's a few things about our podcast where I don't think we would have a podcast if this thing wasn't true. And I think one of those things is that if you're a baseball player and you wanna you wanna walk around somewhere where you won't be recognized, one of the best places to go is in or around a baseball stadium. Yeah. Because right. Hiding in plain sight. Yeah. Nobody. Nobody. Nobody fucking knows who you are because so few pe- so few people even pay attention to the game or know know anything about it. There's no way that that guy who was dancing knew that Wilson Contreras and Christopher Morrell hit those home runs, and he wouldn't be able to pick them out of a lineup no. even if he did. No, yeah, no, he could have, um, you know, got hit with the ball that was still like in orbit, like in the head when he walked out of the stadium, and he wouldn't know. Um, no. But yeah, uh, yeah, that was just bizarre, and like it was so bizarre that like I'm like, should we go after him and try to like get his autograph? Like, yeah, um, which you know would again would play <laughs> play a role in, in something later on. But uh, but it was just weird. He just disappeared into the night, and like One more, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's just weird. I have to feel like it's like if teams if the Reds know that that he just kind of does that. It seems like everyone would feel weird about it on the team. It's like, yep, that's Vado. He's just going off into the <laughs> night. Um, I guess we'll see him tomorrow, but that's what he does because he's a superstar. And it's like, we'll all get on this bus and just go back together. But this guy just does what he wants. It seems like it would be the team would like resent it or it'd be weird or something. I mean, obviously he's earned the right to do that, but I it's it's it seems like it would add to like disarray of the team. I don't know. Yeah, and he was on the phone. He gave off the vibe that he was going somewhere, that he had somewhere to go. Uh, his last at bat, he made the last out of the night, and he, he struck out on maybe like four pitches, um, maybe on three pitches. It, it was not a good at bat. 
And I said to Jeremy when we were leaving, I was like, man, I hope that last at bat doesn't put him in a foul mood. But yeah. it almost seemed like if he had somewhere to go, and he was one of the first guys out, like he just went up there and was like, all right, anything that looks even remotely like yeah. close, I'm just going to swing at because I don't give a fuck because it's 8-3 to three and we're not going to come back. Right. And um, it, was go- it was getting on in the night. It was like about 1030 at that point. <clears throat> yeah. So it seemed, it seemed like he just kind of wanted to get the fuck out of there, which is uh, – that's funny. That's kind of awesome. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, the, uh, you know, note the fact that the, the father and son said that Joey Votto was so nice. Um, we'll, yep. we'll get back to that later, but, uh, yeah. So then like, you know, the, the red started strewing, strewing out. Um, you know, one of the cool things now is, um, you know, in this post Matt Williams, uh, world we live in, uh, Matt Williams autograph world we live in, like, it's cool to like, look at what former players are coaches for teams now. Um, for one of the coaches for the Reds is Delano DeShields, uh, senior, the original. Um, <clears throat> so I brought like a card of Delano DeShields. I, I like these old guys. I have to go through like my uh, storage uh, space and like go through old sets. And I found like a Delano DeShields card on the Expos from 1994. Um, and he came out and it called for him. Unfortunately, he did not stop to sign. Uh, but it was cool. He at least acknowledged us. He kind of like yeah, gave us waved. like a head, yeah, 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 a nod or whatever, and like. Um, and you know, I feel, I definitely, I feel like during his playing days that that guy probably would not have signed. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, as a coach, you'd think maybe they'd lighten up, but he, he, he jumped, hopped on the bus right away. Um, there were a bunch of reds who were hard to distinguish. Um, the first batch of guys who came out were like the relief pitchers who didn't pitch, uh, that night. Um, so they came out. Um, one of those guys, Jeremy, now, now I was like, oh, man, is that the guy you saw in batting practice? I think one of those guys was Art Warren. Art, Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Art Warren definitely came out, and I was yep. like, I don't have a card of his, and I was like, eh. I mean, he's he's probably going to be the future closer of the Reds, um, and I, it would have been – if I had a card, I definitely would have wanted his autograph, but I, I didn't want it enough uh, on the scorecard, so I, I kind of let that one go. But, um, <clears throat> but yeah, uh, so – uh, so to go back to that group of people who were behind us, um, they were talking. So this group of people, like, like, yeah, it was like a, a mom and like her kids and like a bunch of like just a couple parents or whatever. It seemed like it was like two groups of parents and kids. Um, <clears throat> they were talking to the father and son. Um, and I heard the father and son say like, oh, yeah, we know him. And like, uh, yeah, I was in a baseball camp with him, whatever. We'll get to that. But then the kid says to like them, and she, they're like, how do you know Mike? <laughs> and I'm like. Okay, like so. So, who are they talking about? We should say that there was a a guy on the Reds who uh, was just. I must have been claimed off of waivers from the Giants. Uh, yep. His name is Michael Papirski. Yeah. Um. He's from Palos Heights, uh, Illinois, which is a suburb of the of Illinois of Chicago. Um. So we assume that he had family there, and so they said Mike. So I'm like, well, they either mean Mike Mustakis or Michael Papirski. Um, and so they're like, oh, well, I, my dad, my dad is friends with his dad or something. So we were like, you know, we've known each other since I've known him since he was this high or whatever. And um, so they were talking. So like, OK, they know one of these guys. We assumed it was Papirski. Um, <clears throat> but then Mike Mustakis comes out and uh, he goes right to him and they're like, oh, hey, uh, you know, here he is. And he goes right to them. They come up to the gate and then they start like talking and uh, he's like, you know, like you know, playing with the kids or whatever. Um, but he was just, he just was like a weird guy. He just like had a weird demeanor to him. He, he, yeah, he, he did. Um, uh, and also like, you know, Jeremy, like the guy is a, he's a professional athlete and, uh, he, he wasn't built like a professional athlete, which is weird because Mike Moustakis, like, you know, 
he doesn't look like he's like you know not in good shape, but he's not in good shape. Well, I think he looks like I, I think he looks like a, a slob a little bit. Like he he kind of looks like he's like overweight for a baseball player, which <clears throat> like he. Well, he I, looks, I think a slob a slob a slob is a good way to put it. He he just he he looks like a slob. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like when you see him, like he kind of has like a high school bully look to him. Sure. Uh, and then when you see him up close, like it's like yeah, he that is that's just like kind of. He's he does he's he's like he sh- shows that he's nothing more than that, um, so like yeah I don't know it was weird um, and like yeah he was like playing with these kids and then he's like oh uh, I'm sorry I'm, I'm sorry I didn't play today he's like I'm playing tomorrow though and he's like if you guys want to come back and they're like oh yeah sure maybe and and he's like well yeah let me know whatever uh, and so like he wrapped up like whatever he was doing with his family and like you know during this time like he was probably talking to him for a couple minutes. Uh, and yeah. so during this time, like everyone, like, you know, like they were armed and ready with their Mike Moustakis cards, including myself. And um, I had the card there and I wasn't going to like yell for him and, until he was done with his conversation. But so as soon as he like said bye and like he, he said bye, I was like, Mike, autograph. And like he like peels himself out of the conversation, turns around and then just darts right onto the bus. And it was like. It was like he like was getting sucked in by like a, a tractor beam and like broke free and just got loose and then like scurried off or whatever. Um, yeah, and, it, it was yeah. it was as you described in the notes a total snub. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He totally snubbed us. Like I mean, we we were I was standing right in front of him, like right next to him, yes. and like he just oh, yeah. got out of the zone and got into the bus. Yeah, and, and normally when a guy is in that situation, well, I guess Cronenworth did it last week too. But you would think yeah. that, like, you know, th- like the guy like just talked to his friends. He's in a good mood. He wants to show his friends what a cool guy guy he yeah. is. So maybe he'll sign like three autographs. Right, and yeah, and also there was no one there. Like you know, there yeah. there was like uh, literally six people there, um, including us too. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, he get he gets um, he uh, gets on the bus. Um, I'm not sure if it was the exact next person or actually this one guy might have came out before Mustakis, but um jeff hoffman came out yep. um and he came out pretty early considering that he pitched late in the game um yep. for the uh for the reds he came out early and he signed a card for uh the father and son next to us and um <clears throat> and then like he kind of like darted we were like ready i was kind of like again i didn't have his card so i was like eh, do i want his autograph um and uh you were you were all ready for it so then he kind of he fin- he signed for them and then he kind of darted he kind of turned to head back on the bus and I think you did you call him out or did the guy next I, to you call I, I him? I think I I, call, I think I called him out and I kind of waved my like scorecard at him. He he went oh like I, I don't I don't think he knew that we wanted his autograph. Right. No, yeah, I think he um, legit didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, folks, if you don't know, and you know, there's some fireworks going off around me. Is that so what that is guys, okay. Yeah, it's uh, th- <laughs> I hope that's what it is. Jesus. Um, take cover. Anyway, yeah, Jesus fucking Christ, man, this is fucking annoying. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so Jeff Hoffman, folks, he signs with his left hand, even though he is a right-handed pitcher. Yeah. Um, he's, yeah, he's got a, he got a nice autograph, too. Yeah, it's pretty cool. He signed my scorecard, signed both of our yeah. scorecards. Um, and yeah, he was cool. Like, he was like, he, he, when he heard you call him, he's like, oh, you want, you know, oh, you guys want my autograph? Sure. And then, like, yeah. he signed it, and it was, it was cool. Nice guy. I wish I, I have a fucking million Jeff Hoffman cards, <laughs> and I just chose not to bring one. I'm like, I could have, I could have got him on a card, but whatever. It's fine. Um, I guess maybe shortly thereafter, uh, we see Luis Castillo, who's the yeah. ace of the uh, Red Staff, who's kind of been the ace of the staff for a while. Um, and highly coveted in, in the trade market, too. Yeah, he had pitched the night before against the Cubs, and they said there were a lot of 
uh, scouts there. He he he's probably going to be on the uh, the Yankees in like three weeks time. Yeah, if not if less if not less. Um, so we were thinking like, no way is this guy going to sign. Uh, and he he came out with another player, and then they stopped and were talking to like some uh, like uh, one of the players' wives and some kids and stuff. Uh, it turns out I think it was. Um, I think it was Donovan Solano's family, maybe. Yeah, yeah, it might have been, yeah. And he must have known them and was just maybe saying hi or whatever. But so they stopped for a little bit, said hi to them, and they came out. And uh, I had my card ready. And then we called him over, and he sure enough like came over and signed yeah. for us. That yeah, was that, was, that cool. was super cool, man. Yeah, super cool. Um, So, yeah, like, uh, you know, really like a pretty pretty darn good pitcher over the last couple of years. Um, Yeah, he'll be on a contender uh, most likely. It would actually be cool if he goes to the Yankees and like pitches like an important game in the playoffs, uh, and then it'd be cool that we 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 got him. Um, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, so he he I got him on a really cool uh, Topps Heritage card from this year, um, and uh, yeah, so that was surprise number one in terms of yeah. autographs for sure. And let let's uh, let's say that he's a fucking big dude too. Yeah, um, he's he's listed at six two, uh, however much he weighs, but he's like the guy's built. Um, he's built like a fucking linebacker. Uh, yeah. so yeah, it was, which was surprising. You usually don't think of pitchers being that, being built like that, but, uh, yeah, he's uh super cool. Um, Hey, I'll, I'll be rooting for him in the playoffs this year if he gets traded. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that was, uh, that was cool. And then I guess we should just say like, um, the next guy who came out. Um, yeah. So then, uh, Tommy Pham comes out the infamous yep. Tommy Pham, the, uh, biggest douchebag in the league. Yeah. This was and just right when this stuff happened. We, I said to Jeremy, I was like, "Man, we got to go to a, a Reds Cubs game to like try to get Fam and like yeah. to see what Fam does." And yeah. man, I'll say this: he didn't disappoint. No, he did not. He did not. Um, yeah, he he came out and looking kind of like all like spiffed up, like you know, like we you would have expected him to look. Um, he had like his AirPods in. He had like big like diamond earrings. Um, and uh he was wearing like a, tr- a track suit too yeah yeah right exactly yeah yeah, yeah. um uh but definitely like you know like looking like uh he's his favorite player he's his own favorite <laughs> player yeah for sure um and i think it was maybe the uh <clears throat> well we all i think we all maybe like yelled tommy and uh, yeah. i had a card uh ready and he actually fucking stepped through the security guards and walked over to us and, and signed for us yeah, it was, it was awesome. Maybe his agent told him like, "Hey, man, like you gotta like sign some autographs or something. You gotta get some goodwill back with people." Like little by little by little, you know. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you noticed this, Jeremy, but he was like talking to the security guards too. Like while he was out there, he yeah. kind of milled. He kind of milled around. He didn't sign and just like go right back to uh go right back to the bus. He well. was like chatting, like he was, and so there were some like girls there too, like like off to the side like three girls um so he was definitely like looking at them uh yeah, he was chatting sure. with these chatting with these security guards and tommy fam seems like one of those guys who like might try to like chat with security guards to try to get some kind of hookup whether it's for like to the the best what are the best clubs in town or or whatever you know he's or if they have like, a gym that he can go you know train at and, and challenge <laughs> them to a fight at <clears throat> right right um, and it, he was doing this very weird thing. He seemed like he was kind of out of it, but, you know, I don't think he was. I think that's just kind of how he just is. Just a weird guy, uh, yeah. He is just a weird guy. He never really looked at us when he signed, but he, he wasn't mean or anything. But anyway, so so Brandon Drury comes out kind of right after him. And, you know, Jeremy, I'll, I'll let you take the part of the story from here. Okay, yeah. So Drury came out, and, like, it was it was one of those guys, like, looks like, you know, it's kind of nondescript. I, I recognized that it was him just as he was getting on the bus. And I actually I yelled, like, oh, hey, Brandon. 
and he kind of did like kind of like look back um but like but then like i think tommy fam goes like hey hey brandon come over here and and like he like he gets and drury looks kind of confused and fam like kind of like kind of puts his arm behind him like kind of presents him and he he looks at the girls and he he like kind of puts it he like presents brandon uh drury to the girls (laughs) and he goes single single and the girls and like Drury laughs and kind of like like turns around and kind of walks onto the bus and the girls laugh and they kind of like back off and then uh, and fam goes like what what you're not interested you don't want to date him and and like and they were like laughing and they kind of just like like walked off and he and he like just stared at him like with a blank expression on his face like he he like it's like he wasn't he either wasn't joking or he was like the best like straight man in the history of comedy. Uh, he like just stared around. He's like, what, what You're not interested. And like jury was like, kind of was kind of like, ah, fuck, come on, get out of here. And he got on the yeah. bus and, and got on, uh, and, and kind of went, went in and fam, like kind of just like lingered and was like staring at them and then got on the bus. And like, he was kind of, he was still staring as he was walking on the bus and the girls were walking away. He was dare I even say leering at them. He um, continued to stare. He turned around and stared at them through the, the front of the bus. Yeah, he was on the stairs looking through the, the front windshield of the bus, still looking at them. And the girls, like, kind of, like, backed <laughs> backed off uh, down Sheffield towards uh, towards Addison and kind of, like, left. And then and then Fam gets on the bus, and he's, like, standing. He, he turns and he faces the bus, and he's standing in the front of the bus as if he's making an announcement. And you can see he was, like, saying something to the to the like into the bus i don't know what he said but um he said something and then he finally like you know you know went into the bus and disappeared but it was a it was a weird scenario uh very funny and like i mean probably as weird as you would expect for tommy fam uh our heads were still spinning because i still cannot fucking believe that he signed like of all the people in the league um so like i mean so you know Maybe we could have left out that second part of the story, but the first part he signed for fans, uh, that that garners him some goodwill. So it's like we're here to say that Tommy Pham, uh, you know, he might be slapping Jack Peterson and, and scaring him uh, from going out to take batting practice, right? Uh, but uh, and calling out Mike Trout, but he signed for us. So it's like maybe the guy isn't as bad slash crazy as as you know his reputation would would seem to 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 indicate. No, um, Jeremy, it's. One of those things where I feel like having witnessed this up close now, I, I kind of understand Tommy Pham. And yeah, I, right. I, I, under, I understand, like, how it would be possible for him to say the dumb stuff that he does to reporters and, like, slap Jack Peterson and think that that's an okay thing to do or, like, <laughs> yeah. get in a fight at a strip club. It just seems to be, like, like the way he is. Like, he, he's, he has no filter. Right. And it doesn't seem like he can help himself. Like, that's just the way that he is. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's just like Tommy being Tommy. <laughs> like, yeah, and he's one of those guys maybe who would be, like, fun to hang out with unless you were hanging out with him by yourself. It's like if you were hanging out with yeah. him in a group, you'd be like, oh, man, like, Tommy's going to do something crazy tonight, dude. But right. if it was just if it was just <clears throat> you and him, like, it would no longer be fun. And it's like, man, I, like, I fear for my safety or, like, something terrible is, like, going to happen tonight or, like, I'm going to lose, like, $400. Yeah, um, like, let's go hop that that the counter at seven 11 and grab the safe and run out, you know, something right. like that. Um, yeah. Much like Tommy from Goodfellas, uh, Joe Pesci. Like, I feel sure. like, you know, you'd be sitting around and like, you'd say something to him and, and he would like, you know, he'd snap and then like shoot some, 
he'd shoot Michael Imperioli in the foot. So, um, uh, so, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, very, very weird. Um, but yeah, it was just, it's, it's interesting, uh, to have an up close encounter with Tommy Pham given like his reputation over the last couple of years in baseball. It was very, especially given the, the recent events too. Um, uh, before we move on to like the coup de gras here, um, I, I will just say that, like, our experiences of Joey Votto and Tommy Pham up close, like, couldn't have been more perfect or, like, in line with, with what I guess I probably thought they would be. Yeah, right, exactly. As much as you can, um, <clears throat> like, expect or predict what Joey Votto would do, like, uh, he didn't disappoint um, no. in a kind of a, 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 a passive sort of way. But, but yeah, so that was, um, <clears throat> that, was, uh, that was an interesting one. Um. So, yeah, so uh, I guess, like, yeah, I think, like, um, the last kind of major thing that happened uh, out by the bus was um, with his father and son. Jack, I, um, I I have a pitch for a name for them because I, we sure. should probably name them because we will see them again. We, we will, yeah. So there's a there's a Cat Stevens song called Matthew and Son. Uh-huh. Uh, it goes Matthew and Son. Da, 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 da. I don't know. How, I don't know the whole thing, but it's Matthew and Son. So I'm like. Maybe like I, I have a pitch for them, uh, Graffer and Son. Okay, okay, uh, that's good. That's good. Graffer I, I want. I, I I so I was thinking. I was like, we we got to name him too. Yeah. Um. So I I was just I only had a name for the dad, but mm-hmm. I, I was gonna name I was gonna name the dad. I was gonna name him the Ick. Um. <laughs> yeah, just because sure. like you know the the dad is just fucking gross. Uh. But I think like you know I think Graffer and Son is uh easier and you know it's maybe less because uh, because it, it's just it kind of encompasses them them both and like yeah. i don't want to make it's like i don't like the kid either but like he is just a well he's you know he's probably like fucking 15 or 16 at this point but yeah. like you know sure. um the dad is the one who's the real like fucking piece of shit yeah so. yeah yeah right he should be the target probably I, I i mean i like the ick i'm like i'm like the ick and the stick boy yeah yeah or yeah, the, <laughs> yeah yeah the it, stick stick boy and the ick <laughs> yeah something i don't know something uh but yeah, maybe we can workshop the ick and see if we can make something happen because I think that's what I said actually yeah, to describe yeah. him. Um, you said he was ick, he was icky. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, so, so earlier on we alluded to it, but like the 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 uh, the, the, uh, the Graffer and son were talking to the Mustakis family or whatever, um, and he was saying I missed who they were talking about, and then it turns out that they were talking about Hunter Green, but. They said that the kid participated in a youth camp, a baseball camp mm-hmm. with Hunter Green. I assume in California. I don't know. Um, but then the kid the kid had like a shirt, I guess. So well, basically, like they were there trying to get autographs. They got Hoffman. They got Fam. I think. Um, the kid, right after Fam left, the kid made some kind of joke. Like, So we should say this. Um, <clears throat> last uh, last uh, Cubs game with the Padres – I made a I when Cronenworth said, you know, when someone said, oh, that was Cronenworth's family. And I said, like, oh, well, you know, I took a 23 and me. How do they know I'm not a family like in his family? I the, the person who said that was his family was the kid, the kid of the of of Ick and stick boy. Um, but yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but but so um so so so, yeah, so they were there and um, uh, he said something like after fam signed, he's like, huh, I was going to make a joke like. Uh, you know, uh, uh, something about 
you know, you didn't do good in fantasy. I don't, I don't even know what he said. It wasn't really that funny, but it was it had yeah. something to do with like fantasy football or something. And, uh, I'm like, yeah, I guess, you know, I guess you could have made that joke if he didn't sign, but he signed because yeah. he didn't even say I was going to make a joke if he didn't sign. He just said like, sure. after he signed, I was going to make a joke. I'm like, yeah. Or, or just be, or like say, thank you for signing your autograph because like, that's crazy that he signed. Like no, right. no, no factual situation could have been more outrageous than the fact that he literally signed for us. Like, um, with that, with the reputation he has. So anyway, so, um, so whatever. So Hunter green comes out. We see Hunter green coming out. The first bus had already left. I think by this point, maybe. Yep. Um, so Hunter green comes out and basically there's, uh, when the players come down the, 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 uh, the concourse, they go to their left to go to the opening in the gate to go up to the bus. If you go to the right, that's where like the gen pop leaves from uh, the regular, the, just the crowd. And so sometimes guys cut right, not knowing where they're going. Um, but Hunter green came out and he went to his right. And I think he had a, like a Cubs attendant with him. Yep. And he was clearly not going to the bus. He was going to take an Uber. So he, he cuts uh, to the right and they start walking down, like out of the exit to Wrigley towards Addison. Um, and we were, once the first bus left, we were actually kind of further from the corner of the stadium. We were a little bit further, maybe closer towards the bleachers, um, still in the corner, but, but a little further off the sidewalk. Um, and the kid was like on lookout and they saw that Hunter green had cut right and wasn't going to the bus. And I feel like the dad and him like looked at each other and then they just kind of like turned around and started like run walking like kind of like fast walking towards yep. hunter green yep uh and hunter green had a good he had like a head start on him and so he, he had like a head start of about 40 or 50 <clears throat> yards <laughs> yeah yeah and so um he's like heading towards addison and and the father and the son like go after them but they're not running but they're not like walking and they're just like following him but not never actually saying like they could have like stopped and said like hunter like you know um or what they could probably could have called him like five minutes earlier and he maybe would have stopped and turned around and like they could have said their piece, but instead they like quietly followed him all the way to Addison street across Addison to the South side of Addison. And like they, I think they got to him by the time he like got to the corner and was like waiting for his Uber or trying to get into his Uber. Um, and we were like, I, you know, it was like, uh, I guess we could go after him and try to get his autograph, but he's already like a half block away and we would have to like run after him. And I was like, eh, I guess just let it go. Um, you know, it'd be cool to get Hunter green. Um, but, uh, you know, it's a little bit, it's, it's, it's a little, it's like a next level to kind of like run after a guy down the, down the street a little bit. Yeah. Um, especially in a crowded area like that, just because if, <clears throat> if people start seeing a guy giving autographs to people, it, it, you know, other people kind of might join in. Um, yeah, sure. And, you know, it, it, it might turn into a disaster for, for the guy. I think that's, that's part of the reason maybe that Sutton didn't sign for us that one time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so they, yeah, so they ran after him, whatever. Um, they come back. And uh, they're like talking and I go, I said to him like, oh, did you guys get him? Uh, and uh, the kid goes, oh, we didn't want his autograph. We know him. And because uh, that was the other thing, like the, the the dad early on, earlier on when they were talking to the Mustakis family, they were like, oh, we know someone on the Reds. And and Jack goes like, no way. No way do they know anyone on the Reds. No way. They don't know anyone on the Reds, <laughs> yeah. which is well, true. Yeah. It, it, no, it's true. And so. 
Here, here's here's my thing, Jeremy. So that you know the fucking purple shirt guy struck a chord with you. Yeah. Um, just the way that this kid said. So so you asked him just an honest question. You were like, um, yeah, you know, did you get his autograph? And and he said, oh, oh, we didn't want to want his autograph. We know him. Yeah. Um, almost as if like, oh, we're above getting his autograph because we know him. But the thing is, man, like, no, no, you don't fucking know him, dude. You know, you know who knew a player? Uh, those people who are waiting for Mike Moustakis. Right. They knew, they knew Mike Moustakis, uh, because Mike Moustakis came out and like said, said hi to them and stuff. Um, my, uh, I, I work, uh, a friend of mine from, from college who was one of my best friends from college. His name is Daryl. I, I probably told you about this guy before lives in LA, uh, you know, he, he was in uh, an episode of Westworld where he was a, a fairly featured character. He was in like a, a big a big scene or a couple of scenes. Um, if I was watching that with you, Jeremy, I would say, <laughs> oh, hey, Jeremy, I know that guy. Right. Um, and not because like, you know, I, I was an extra on a set one time and like I said, hi, I said hi to him. It's because like I have his number in my phone. And if I called the guy, he would answer <clears throat> like that's that's knowing somebody. Right. Um, I, I went to a, a basketball. So to bring it back to this kid, when I when I was a little kid, um, I went to uh, uh, the Marquette basketball camp. Um, and, you know, the, the big thing about the camp was you, you would go to the camp. It was the Mike Dean basketball camp, whatever the fuck. This guy named Mike Dean uh, was the coach, um, was the coach of Marquette at the time. Quite, McGuire. quite a character. McGuire. Yeah. Mc, McKnight. Oh, McKnight, that's um, it. Yeah. Damn yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Fuck, fuck. fuck. Anyway, yeah. anyway, so, you know, Mike Dean never comes to this fucking camp once. And it's not like he's it's not like he's Coach K. It's right. it's like you know he, he just it, he, he didn't give a fuck about it. So anyway, yeah. he never comes to this camp. It's just like college kids running this fucking camp that you know you've never seen before. It's like so camp he, the Camp Krusty episode of The Simpsons. Yes, like Krusty's it, coming. Krusty's coming. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that's exactly what it is. So finally, the the last day of camp, like uh, you get to like meet Mike Dean and get your picture taken with him. And, like, you know, I, I prob- my parents probably still have that picture. But, um, you know, it's like you get to meet him and talk to him for, like, one minute. And I remember it, and it was really cool, and, like, he was cool. But, like, I met him, and then, like, I went away, and then the, the next kid out of, like, 500 came up and met him. So that, you know, that's what these camps are usually like. Yeah. So I don't know what the fucking Hunter Green camp was like, but there's no way that Hunter Green was there for an entire, like, week-long intensive, eight hours a day, leading all the lessons, right. getting to know who all the kids were. It was probably, like, some minor leaguers who were friends with him or, like, his high school baseball teammates running this camp. Yeah. And on the last day of camp, like, Hunter Green, like, came and delivered a, a, a speech to the kids about, like, how they should, you know, focus on school and baseball or something. And then he yeah. signed autographs for everybody and he left. Right. Um, and so, so, you know, these, that conversation probably no doubt played out like, oh, hey, like, hey, Hunter, like, do you remember us? Like, you know, like, and he had his fucking Hunter, Hunter Green shirt on. And Hunter Green, who's probably a nice guy, was like, oh, yeah, cool. Like, you guys went to my camp. Awesome. But right. they don't know him, man. You don't fucking know him. No. You're, if you think that you know Hunter Green, <clears throat> um, why are, why, if you know him, why are you chasing after uh, his Uber um, <laughs> pathetically and like thirstily like you don't know him you're completely out of touch yeah. with reality now like, if you if you would have said oh no like you know I didn't want his autograph I, I went to his baseball camp and you know I just wanted to like thank him or say hi like something right. like that but don't try to tell me that you know him no if it's like did you pay to go to the camp yeah if you did if the answer is yes then you don't know him like you were his no. customer <laughs> yeah yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, I, man. Yeah, I mean, if hunt if if the camp was only Hunter Green, like banging it out for you, like with you, like like on the base paths and on the on the mound and stuff, like 
you know, he's like catching your bullpen session and he's like yeah. in the dirt. Like when you inevitably bounce it, you know, 50 feet, you know, and he's taking, yeah. taking a, a short hop off the mask. Like then you, maybe, you know, Hunter green, but like right. at, at best he was, maybe he was there every day, but he wasn't like, there were other like coaches there, like running the drills and doing all the, the sessions and everything like, yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, that's a strong reach. And like, I was even saying that I was trying to articulate this, this to Jack later, but it's like, you know, I mean, and granted the kids like uh, in high school, I feel like he probably should know better anyway, but it's like, you know, you can't just say, I know him like you, like, there's no way to say that and not have it sound like, like holier than thou or like, Oh, I know him. Like, it's like, yeah, you know, there's no way to say that. So then it's like, then you have a choice. You do. Are you the person who then says, you know, guys who you don't know, or do you say it like, like you were saying like, Oh, I was in his camp, you know, whatever. I, you know, I met him uh, at his camp when, uh, you know, he, he showed up uh, for, for a day. So it's like, either you're the person who just says that, like that, you know, him when you don't, or you like, um, you know, like try to try to cushion it. So you don't sound like such a blowhard. Um, right. And, and just like, they they were like we know him so it's like okay you've made your choice you don't know him whatever um and then yeah. yeah so so then like you know and then he's like i think i said something like oh yeah well he's he's super talented or something and then the kid just launches into this fucking like uh uh scouting report on hunter green he's like oh yeah well you know he he pitched good tonight he kept his homers down he settled in he had his he had good stuff like he kept giving all these like bullet points about hunter green and like he kept going on so much that i'm like okay okay let's come on stop 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 like you know like i i you know i don't want to i don't want to keep humoring you listening to your your scouting report of hunter green it's like come on let's stop Enough, yeah, enough. you didn't even go to the fucking game, kid. Like we were at the game. We don't need your scouting report. We saw it all. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and it was just like, okay, all right, enough. And then um, they did say, uh, well, I'll say this other thing next. But um, so uh, so then like the the dad then just kind of just I don't know where he he just he says to the kid, he's like, his hands are so soft. Oh God, his hands. I can't get over how soft his hands were. And then he's like. Yeah, you know, you meet uh, who did he say? Like, we, you met Craig Kimbrell, and his hands yeah, were like Craig Kimbrell. Yeah, yeah, it's like his hands were like leather, but uh, Hunter Green's hands are just so soft. And then um, the kid goes, "Oh, well, he definitely moisturizes his hands." And then the dad goes, "Oh yeah, of course. Oh yeah, for sure. He has moisturized his hands. He he's like he probably has someone who moisturizes his hands for him." And then the kid goes, "Yeah, and feeds him grapes." <laughs> and, uh, and it's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then like then the dad goes like. Yeah, yeah, he's um he's uh Hunter Green's pretty metrosexual. And then he's like at least as to intimate what? like he's gay, like he's homosexual, like because it's like first of all that's out of line and second of all yeah. it's like why because his hands are moisturized and like third of all I thought you liked the guy. Like what do you, like like are you like cuz the way he said it it sounded judgy or something. It's like he didn't say like at least, yeah, hopefully more than the metrosexual. I don't know. Like you, it's like yeah. he wasn't saying it in a positive sort of way. He wasn't saying it like a homophobe necessarily, but it's like you just talked. Like they were kind of talking shit about him, but they were just saying how they know him and they they like him and what they met him and all this stuff. It's like it was just a weird route that that whole conversation went. It and it was yeah. like him and the dad just like yes, anding each other, and it was like weird. They were heightening 
this thing and it was just weird. I don't know. Yeah, and the whole the whole feed, you know, feed feed him grapes thing. It's just like <laughs> back up the truck. You're like, where is this coming from? And where is this going? Like, what what are you fucking talking about, dude? Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was bad. Hey, Jeremy, you know that show, The Righteous Gemstones? Uh huh. Uh-huh. Um. I I know Tim Baltz. <laughs> nice. Did no, you- and it, yeah. yeah. Here's the thing, folks. Um. You know, I took a, an improv class. 15 years ago, 13 years ago, it was 2009, that, that Tim Baltz taught, and he's a cast member on The Righteous Gemstones on HBO now. There's no fucking way the guy would remember who I am. Yeah, You know, no clue. I haven't seen the guy in 15 years. Um, <laughs> you know, I met him a number of times because he performed at I.O. and stuff, and he knew my name at one point. But, you know, I'm not going to say that I know the guy. You know, he would never yeah. remember who the fuck I was, or he'd have to reach back real far. So that, you know, you don't, do, don't, go, don't go around saying that you know people that you don't know yeah Um, yeah i mean at uh, least at least you know he ran that class so you would you definitely (laughs) know him it's like he didn't just show up at the end and do like one blackout with you you know like um you know he he had like i would say it would be worth you know saying like trying to like see if he remembers you but like you know with this hunter green thing it's like do you have, know how many fucking kids were probably in that camp? And he yeah. does it every year. It's like, come on, man. Um, so that was weird. Um, so we were talking to this guy that he would, they were going on about, about, uh, about a bunch of different things. Let me say this one first. He got, well, actually, no, I'll just say it in order. Like, so the guy did say to me, like, cause I, I had inquired about getting his autograph. He said like, Oh, have you gotten him yet? And, uh, I'm like, no, no, not yet. And he goes like, you will. You will. He's so nice. Like, he's just really nice. And like the kid was like, oh, he's so nice. Like, he's he's really nice. Like, you'll you know, he's he loves he's happy to sign an autograph. And it occurred to me today. I was thinking about it. I'm like, they keep saying how nice all these players were, but they didn't get any of their autographs. And it, it leaves me to think, like, if these guys are so nice and you're not getting their autograph, it must be you. Like, you guys must be turning these people off. Uh, and, and like doing something to them, uh, because they're not, yeah, they're not, they're not signing for you and, uh, I'm not getting their autographs. It's like, if they're so nice and you already got their autographs, why don't you call them over and say like, Hey, this guy really wants your autograph. Like it was just, it's just a weird observation of how nice all these guys are. And like, and and I, and I highly doubt that Joey Votto is nice also. Like, that's the other thing is like, yeah. How nice is he? Like, did he not? I would say he's aloof at best. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Or like, uh, 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 like eccentric or something. Like, yeah. Um, but anyway, so that, I digress. But uh, but yeah, they, they kept saying however, how nice everyone was. Sure, and so they were talking about the Cubs too. So then I think he asked Jeremy. He was like, "Yeah, you guys go ever go over to the other side?" And you know, I think Jeremy was, you know, you were kind of like, "Ah, you know, like not not really. We kind of stay here." And the guy's like, "Yeah, they're uh, they're really nice over there this year." Um, you know, implying that, you know, because the team sucks, or at least that was what I took from it, like, the, you know, the guys who are not stars are, are nicer. But I can just imagine in, in years past, guys like uh, Rizzo and Bryant and, and Schwarber and uh, Lester and Arietta just being like, you know, fuck this guy and his kid, man. They're here every night. <laughs> like, I've already given them, like, five autographs. Like, I don't want to see him again. Like, can't right. they take a hint and read the room? They probably, they probably got sick of these guys. Um, yeah. So like, yeah, and and sure enough, like when we left, they were still they were they went over and they stood by the Cubs yeah. the Cubs uh, uh, cars yeah. as if they haven't gotten those guys and bugged those guys five times already. Yeah. No, for more sure. than five times. How how many home games have there been? It's it's that many times. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, 
they did say like he's like when I said like we you know we kind of just go by the visitors he's like oh yeah well hey you can't beat it you can't be getting this close to the players and he goes like they have to walk right by you which like was very telling about this guy's mentality uh, yep. saying to Jack I'm like so his mentality is to trap the players <laughs> like it's like I got him cornered like you can't get past me you know you're gonna have to see my face if you're gonna deny my autograph it's like ah oh, god it's like it it's people like that that make us like at least for myself like make me feel bad about going out there and trying to get their autographs. But like, I feel like we couldn't be more, any more reverential to these guys and res- try to be respectful and be cool. I mean, just be cool, you know? And like, and, and not be like a cootie while doing it. Like these guys yeah. are just like, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just weird. And like, yeah, but it was, that was like, that, that was kind of creepy. Like the way he said that he's like, they have to walk right by you. It's like, ugh, like, Ugh, it's like, yeah, I've trapped them in my web. Like I'm the autograph <laughs> spider and you're trapped in my autograph web. Now sign my card and sign my Bowman first uh, rookie card. It's like, ugh, gross. Yeah. These guys are, they're cooties, man. That's yeah, what they are. Maybe, maybe they're the cooties. Yeah. I yeah. Don't know. Yeah. I, um, I like it. Yeah. So, so the last thing they said to me too, is like um, the guy, cause I was right next to this guy. I was Jack's buffer at least for these guys. So Jack, yeah. you owe me, uh, you know, I, I do. You owe me do. one. Um, but the guy, the guy, and this guy, he has gray hair. I mean, he's probably like in his early fifties, maybe. Yeah, I would yeah. say. Um, he's just fully gray hair, um, and he turns to me and he goes, "How many autographs do you have?" And I was like, "What?" Like, I'm like, "Does he mean tonight or like ever?" And I said, "Like, I think I said like, uh, you mean uh, in my collection?" And he's like, "Yeah." And uh, I'm like, uh, I'm not sure. We've only been doing this a couple years, you know, so not not too many, like a, a handful. And then I'm like, and then I and I was like, Ugh. and I, I, I don't know. I maybe I have bad manners or something, but sometimes I I hate feeling an obligation to like return a question to someone, you know, sure. like someone oh, asks yeah, you a yeah, question, yeah. and nine times out of ten they just want you to ask them that question. Yeah. So I hate that. I hate that kind of like social dance or whatever mm-hmm. um and so and i like i just like kind of girded my loins and i'm like how, how about you how many autographs do you have and he's like oh yeah well same thing we we just started we, we have only been doing it a couple years so i don't know maybe like 500 and i'm like, <laughs> I'm like nice that's pretty good like, you know, and that's that's all i could muster myself to say like you know someone else would have said like oh well, who's your best one what was the most memorable story you had what would you know who was the nicest um how many of them do you consider knowing <laughs> you know like things like that yeah right and uh you know but i was like oh yeah pretty 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 nice um uh so then like whatever so then like uh yeah um they they uh we should say um one of the guys who came out was jonathan india um complete douchebag complete like completely ignored us Oh yeah, um, uh, which was fine. Uh, I mean, you know, I wasn't clamoring to get him anyway. But like, for a guy who's like pretty mediocre, um, he he denied us and didn't even look at us. Um, nope. But when they did, um, when he did come out, the the father said like, "Hey, I should have said to him, hey, India, you're not even a continent. You're a subcontinent." And like the kid was like laughing, and we were like, ugh, like. Yeah, um, we, we looked at each other and we're just, yeah, we, we grimaced. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So then, like, uh, the bus, like, you know, packs up. They, they close the, the, the luggage compartment, whatever, and the bus takes off. And the guy goes, like, all right, so see you tomorrow. And, like, I don't know. Jack must not have heard what he said, but he's like, yeah, 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 for sure. Oh, I, I heard him. I heard, heard him. him. I was okay. just ignoring him. 
Well, you said yes, though. You said yeah. I, I think I, I, yeah, I don't know why the fuck I said yes. Well, it was re- I have, yeah. It was yeah, like reflexive, I, I think, or something. Yeah. He goes like, yeah. And then I said, yeah. And then I'm like, well, uh, maybe, maybe. And then Jack's like, yeah, 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 maybe. I'm not sure. Not sure. And, uh, and then the, I think the guy patted me on the back and he, oh, and, he's, and he said like, oh, <laughs> he's like, oh, when you, when someone says maybe it always means yes. See you tomorrow. And which again yeah. was another like telling comment with the, maybe one a little more dark and menacing though. So, uh, so me- maybe means yes to him. Like, yeah, no, I, I know. Right. Yeah. That could, that could go a lot of ways. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, that was just, that was a pathetic like end for him to the whole thing. And then of course we parted ways and sure enough, they were, they were by the Cubs, uh, when we, when we were walking down the street, yeah. um, we did not go there only because they were there. Yeah. Um, for we sure. didn't want to go. Okay, a couple uh, quick quick notes yeah. here to wrap things up, right? Yep. So um, uh, amongst the list of guys who, who completely snubbed us, and they're on our list now, we already yeah. said Jonathan India. I brought a fucking Lee Tunnel uh, baseball card. What is Lee? Is he like a coach for them? He's not yeah, like he's a, the bullpen coach. Bullpen coach, okay. Former, Bre- former Brewers bullpen coach. All right, so he has this infamous – we even posted it like very early on in the podcast. We talked about Lee Tunnel maybe like at the very early – like uh, first, like first couple episodes of the podcast, and I posted sure. a picture of his goofy-looking 1986 card on the card on the Pirates, where he's got like glasses and a really crappy mustache, and he looks like an uber dork, just like the dorkiest player uh, that ever played. And I'm like, oh man, I would love to get his autograph on this card. So I pulled it, and I'm like, he's a friggin' bullpen coach. Like, surely he'll sign for us. Yeah. And like, I called him when he came out, and he had like his hands full. And he's like, oh, oh, sorry, guys. He, like, waved his hands like, oh, sorry, I can't, you know, my hands are full, man. Sorry, I can't do it. And which is fine, I guess. But then he goes and sits on the bus, and he just fucking sits there, like, the whole time with us. And you can see right through the window. He can see us. And he couldn't be bothered to come back out and sign for us. And it's like, come on, man. Dude, Who? when was the last time anyone asked for your autograph, man? Yeah, it's like, man. How, how many times in the last 40 fucking years has anybody asked for your autograph? Yeah, exactly. It's like, you couldn't just come out and just sign one really quick. I have your fucking card, dude. Like, you couldn't sign. It's like, you know, you'd think that some of these guys, like, they're like, they probably don't want to sign when they're players, but you think, like, years after they're retired, you know, they might miss it and they, they might miss the attention and want to sign. But uh, I, not this guy, I guess. So, uh, So that was lame. And then I would almost say the same thing about this guy, but he's still playing, is Ross Detweiler, who we saw start twice for the fucking White Sox in, like, 2018 or 2019. The guy should not be in the league. He's a classic example of, like, a lefty who's still – who who's in the league because he's a lefty. He came in. He he, he got rocked in, the, in two-thirds of an inning, gave up two runs. Um, uh, and, like, uh, you know, no reason – why he should, I mean, he gave up a bomb to to Chris yeah, Morrell. Yeah, just just an absolute bomb. Yeah, almost left the stadium from like the uh, the the wide part of the bleachers, and c- comes out with a group of guys. He's like kind of holding shop with them. We call him over, like, and he doesn't even look at us. Just like just spins or kind of spins around away from us and gets on the bus. And it's like another guy. It's like, dude, you should be paying me to sign my to sign your autograph for me, like. No one wants your autograph, and I only wanted it because of the novelty of him being around in the league for so long. I mean, as I'm saying all this, maybe these guys know that, <laughs> but like, you know, I think that would, I honestly, they, I think they have too much confidence in themselves to, to think that someone would want their autograph sarcastically. So, well, for, first of all, with Detweiler, he should not have been in the league uh, when we saw him with the White Sox. He yeah. should have been out. Of, he should have been out of the league then. Yeah. When he came out for the bus, he looked like uh, he he looked like he was sitting in the catbird seat, man. 
He yeah. was like the fucking happiest guy in the world, even though his ERA shot up from about two ninety something to four sixty six. Uh, yeah. And it and it'll go higher. It's he's only pitched ten innings, so well, that small sample. He's going to regress to the mean. He actually gave up another run tonight, Jack. Did he? Okay, yeah. yeah his, his ERA is just climbing, man. And I was just about to say, like this motherfucker, he couldn't finish a season with an ERA under six to save his life. And yeah. He's gonna he's gonna big time like the last two people who are ever gonna want his autograph. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We're the last two people on earth who want this guy's uh, signature. Yeah, and he just... yeah, Jeremy. I'll, yeah, I, I was gonna say I'll, I'll let I'll let everybody know what you said. I think you said, uh, yeah, enjoy your last bus, your enjoy your last major league bus ride, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I th- th- those bus rides, those buses don't get better in the minor leagues, Detweiler. So enjoy it while you can. Yeah, because uh, it should be your last fucking last fucking road trip. Um, yeah. except for the one you take with your family and like your uh, you know, your your dodge caravan um but yeah so that happened um michael michael papierski uh i don't even know if i'm saying it right but we're over two hours folks yeah. He's, he got his first major league hit tonight we saw that and then he signed for us uh right afterwards uh his family was there so he hugged his family he, he did not seem super happy to sign we thought like he was going to be excited to sign because it was like his first major league hit he just kind of came over at us didn't look at us at all signed and then went on the bus yeah. i ended up looking that guy up jeremy mm-hmm. he, he went to lsu yeah um and like he was a ninth he was drafted twice once out of high school and once in the ninth round after college and uh so it's like you know i he's a he went to a big uh baseball school he's not like probably no stranger to like you know people asking for his autograph so maybe maybe uh we 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 didn't you know we're out of our bitch ass depth on that one i don't know <laughs> well yeah he came out and he signed like here his his family was there like he he gave either his father or his grandfather like the lineup card it was his first big league hit um i mean it seemed like a big deal like hometown basically uh you know uh, homecoming, you'd think that it all played into the story of like, hey, made it to the show, got my first hit in front of my family, signed some autographs afterwards. People act like, you know, but he was kind of just uh, indifferent. So it was kind of that was kind of lame. Um, right after that, uh, right after he came out, some guy came out um, and we weren't sure if it was Nick Senzel or not, but he was also just like a slob, specifically a slob pirate. Like he had this big billowy black shirt on, and he just looked like a bum. Honestly, he he did. He looked like he should be in the cast of Our Flag Means Death. <laughs> um, yeah, like it 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 was not a good look. And I said, like, if that was Nick Senzel, like now I know why he stinks because like he doesn't have enough self confidence to dress, uh, you know, somewhat respectably. I feel like me and you were dressed better than he was, Jack. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, a- absolutely. Yeah, he looked he looked like crap for a guy who got a six million dollars signing bonus. Um, so anyway, we walk away, and uh, last thing we saw on the night was uh, our first Ronnie Wu Wu sighting of the year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I actually think we might. Did we see him like shortly before we left? Because Jack, I think you turned around and you said like, "Oh Jesus Christ" or something. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We so we did see him shortly before that, and then he was on the corner of Addison and, and Sheffield. So uh, that was a thing. Um, you know, I I don't want to I don't want to even even say what if you thought what Jeremy wanted to do to David Bodie was bad. I'm not even going to repeat what he said oh. about Ronnie Ronnie Woo Woo. Yeah, so. it was it was bad. Yeah, let's not let's not say <laughs> that one. Um, but uh, yeah, Saved by the Bell because I think it's time to go. <laughs> so yeah, uh, it's this was a this was a jam packed one. It was a long one, folks, but there was a lot. Um, so I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Um, and um, yeah, uh, you know, follow us on social media, all that stuff. You know, uh, you you know the drill. Um, so we'll just wrap it up here because we're going long. So uh, I'm Jeremy Dionisio, and I'm Jack Swakowski. See you later, folks. Mm-hmm.